UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph University College Football. Collins going to throw the fade to Panky in the left corner of the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown. He got one foot down in the left corner of the end zone. Williamson takes it across the 25 to the 20. 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Hand off to Williamson up the middle, dives into the end zone. Is he there? Touchdown. Tomlin drops back. He's going to look straight up the middle. He's going to throw the fade up the right side. He's got Roberts again. Complete at the 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Today's game is brought to you by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers and in part by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron sharpens iron. Call 383-9773. Mount St. Joseph University and Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Call 579-0010. Mount St. Joseph University football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the field for today's Lions game. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Burt Memorial Stadium on the campus of Manchester University. And this afternoon, we've got college football action for you here from North Manchester, Indiana. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along today on UltimateSportsTalk.com. As we bring you on just a beautiful Saturday afternoon for football, temperature around 50 degrees, but there's not a cloud in sight here in Indiana, and it is just A glorious day to get a college football game underway here this afternoon where the Mount St. Joseph Lions unbeaten on the season at 4-0, 2-0 in Heartland Conference play and in first place taking on the Manchester Spartans who are 1-3 on the season, 0-1 in Heartland Conference play and they are coming into this afternoon's homecoming game here at Burt Memorial with a two-week layoff here. They had the bye week last week and of course, the week before that, they fell to Rose Holman by a final score of 52 to 35 in that ball game. This could be a record-breaking day for Mount St. Joseph quarterback Jayton Tomlin. Tomlin, unofficially coming into this afternoon's game, needs two touchdowns to break the Heartland Conference record for most touchdown passes in a career. One will tie it, two will break it. Of course, that is held by Chase Burton of Franklin University. Now, I say unofficially because the Heartland Conference does not recognize the career touchdown records as of yet. They don't have them, and so we are just going by what each team has so far as their career record holders, and Chase Burton has got the record right now in the Heartland Conference, but two touchdown passes today by Tomlin would actually break the Heartland Conference record unofficially, as we say. He's also 167 yards away from 10,000 yards passing in his career. Tomlin is really putting up the records. He's 32 touchdown passes away from the Division Three all-time record. That's Division Three nationally. So if he can get another 32 touchdown passes, and the last couple of weeks, folks, Tomlin has thrown t- six touchdown passes in the last two ball games. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that Tomlin could do that. He's had 12 touchdown passes, 18 overall, one interception. Coming up here, talking with Blake Watson, the sports information director at Mount St. Joseph University, he and I cannot remember even another pass other than the interception that Tomlin has thrown this year that has even come close to being an interception for Tomlin this season. So he has just 
been putting together not only some outstanding numbers, but he has been an outstanding not only leader, but also a performance maker for the Lions here today. And as we've told you, Dan Bear Benjamin, who has been doing the games with me at home, Blake Watson has unfortunately got to stick around back at uh, the university, not unfortunately because of the fact that he can only not be here, but he has got some volleyball duties that he is taking care of today, so I'll be flying solo on this afternoon's broadcast. Mounts coming in after their win last week over Defiance, 59-6. to In that win, the Lions garnered a pair of Heartland Conference Player of the Week award winners. Tomlin was named the Offensive Player of the Week for the second time this season, and Spencer Kandra was the Defensive Player of the Week. Kandra had a pair of sacks, three tackles for a loss, and a forced fumble in the ballgame. Tomlin, as we said, put up a spectacular stat line, going 25 of 35 passing for 396 yards, six touchdowns in the ballgame. He again spread the ball around. He's done this all year long. Twelve Lions caught passes in the ballgame. Cornell Beecham moved into the backfield for the first time on the season, ran the ball four times against the Yellow Jackets for a team-high 61 yards and scored a touchdown. And as a receiver, Beecham caught a career-high eight passes for 155 yards and three touchdowns. All told, Beecham had 12 touches in the ballgame, 216 all-purpose yards, and four touchdowns. Chase Pankey and Austin Brock, the freshman, each added four catches and a touchdown for the Lions. The Lions' defense, well, they allowed only 233 total yards to the Yellow Jackets, 123 of them on the ground. For the third game in a row, the defensive effort was led by a four-sack effort from the defensive line. As we told you, senior Spencer Kandra, of course, he had those three a pair of sacks and three tackles for a loss, but also senior Spencer uh, Sean Sullivan, I should say, led the team with a game-high 11 total tackles. The Lions forced three turnovers in the game. Noah Abel picked off his third pass of the year, and Drew Sherman got the first interception of his career, which he returned for a touchdown. Peyton Lugers, well, he has had an outstanding season. He knocked Amin Shahid out of the ball game on the very first play of the contest. He has been a heavy hitter for the Lions this season. And coming into this afternoon's game, he's going to be one of the players that the Lions are really going to have to depend upon here this afternoon. We talked with Peyton earlier this week. Peyton, before this afternoon's ball game, first of all, talk a little bit about you transferred in from Findlay a year ago to now Mount St. Joseph. Why the transfer? I felt like uh, Mount St. Joe was a better fit. Um, Finley was not a good fit for me, and uh, I just felt like Mount St. Joe was a better fit for me and uh, could come in and play right away. Did you miss football? Oh, yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> now you're playing a pretty good season here. What? What? Uh, talk a little bit about what you've seen has developed with this team defensively. Uh, we just It's more like a brotherhood. Um, we're more of a team. Um, we're all playing for each other, so it's just a good atmosphere and a good culture playing. We talked a little bit off tape also about the fact that you've got one interception, but you've dropped four. You going to blame Noah Abel for a couple of those? I want to blame him at least for one, um, and then I just need to start working on my hands better. What's your strength coming in as a safety? What What do you think that you do the best? I like to uh, tackle and hit. Um, I think that's probably my best strength. Um, Obviously, not interceptions. <laughs> well, Shaheen last week was probably a good indication of what, what you do as a, as a hitter. Yeah, I guess you could say that. 
Talk a little bit now about this team, why they've been able to gel so quickly. I think we just have a good culture, and we're trying to turn this program around. Um, I've noticed some changes, and some players said they have noticed some changes from the years past that we just have a better culture, and we're more of a team now. Peyton, you went to Goshen? Yes. What was the decision to come here as opposed to anywhere else? I just I just really liked how I was recruited, and I felt like this was like more of a family atmosphere, and that's kind of what I had in high school, and I wanted to uh, be able to play in that again. What are you studying? Business. You on par to graduate? Yes, sir. All right, good luck today. Thank you. Peyton Lugers has got one interception this season so far. As we said, he came, came here from Goshen High School. He's one of three players right now that are playing on the mount from Goshen High School. Manchester, on the other hand, they come into this afternoon's ball game with a record of 1-3 and three on the season. They are 0-1 in conference play, and they come in. Their, their lone win came against Defiance, I should say, on September 19th, 52-21, to and their three losses have come to two very, three very good teams, Trine, Alma, and two weeks ago to Rose-Holman, 52-35. to The Spartans rank third in the Heartland Conference in rushing. Their leading rusher is Donovan Henderson, and, of course, Tyler Hopperton, the head coach of the Lions, calls him probably one of the best running backs in the conference. He is right now leading the conference in rushing. He's averaging 144.3 yards per ball game coming into this afternoon's contest. And he has also scored eight touchdowns on the season. Matter of fact, he's just about 300 yards from becoming the all-time leading rusher here at Manchester University. He's got 577 yards rushing so far this season, which ranks second in all of NCAA Division III football. He also leads Leads the league and ranks second nationally, as I said, with those eight rushing touchdowns. Against Defiance, Henderson had five rushing TDs, which is a new school record, and he is just 285 yards shy of tying the all-time rushing mark here at Manchester University. As a team, though, Manchester is averaging 322 yards in total offense, but they had 426 yards against Rose two weeks ago. That includes Henderson's huge day. He had 290 yards in that ball game on 36 carries. After Henderson and quarterback Austin Roberts, though, the Spartans' rushing game kind of goes downhill. Roberts, he's completing 47% of his passes. He's a lefty, but he throws to Harrington Greer and Darren Lathrop. They're Manchester's top two receivers, combining for 15 catches on the year, 222 yards, and three touchdowns. Those were all caught by Greer, but as you could tell, a majority of their offense comes from the ground where they are averaging 218 yards rushing coming into this one. Defensively, they are being led by freshman linebacker Devontae Moore. He sits atop the Heartland Conference rankings with four sacks this season, and as a team, Manchester has forced four fumbles and made three interceptions. The head coach of Manchester in his fourth year, Nate Jensen, career record of 13 wins, 21 defeats. His offensive coordinator is Vince Cashdollar, and his defensive coordinator is Brad Higginson. Jensen is entering his fourth season, guiding the Spartans. Their football program has seen continued growth both on and off the field under his 
leadership, and he's a good friend of head coach Tyler Hopperton. Jensen's best season came two seasons ago in 2017 when the Spartans finished 6-4 and four overall, 5-3 and three in the Heartland, which was good enough for a tie for third place. The Lions, of course, are coached by Tyler Hopperton in his third season, 18 wins against six career defeats. The last time these two teams met was on October 6th, a year ago at Schuler Field, and the Lions came away with a 49-27 win over the Spartans. The Lions jumped out to a quick 21-0 lead in the first quarter and never looked back. Michael Williamson had one of his best days at the mound. He led them, the Lions with 136 yards rushing in that game, and he also caught four passes for 46 yards for a total of 180 yards in total offense and three touchdowns in the ballgame. We're about 19 minutes away from the kickoff of the ballgame here this afternoon from Manchester, Indiana. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with more on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers pregame show right after this timeout. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoWay laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Carbon monoxide is a colorless, odorless gas that can be fatal. Don't use anything indoors that burns fuel such as gasoline-powered generators, camp stoves and lanterns, or charcoal grills. Opening doors and windows or using fans isn't enough. Have your vents and chimneys checked to make sure water heater and gas furnace exhausts aren't blocked. If you feel sick, dizzy, or weak while using a generator, get to fresh air right away. From the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Dave Mitchell back here at Burt Memorial Stadium on the campus of Manchester University. We're about 18 minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's game between the Mount and the Manchester Spartans. Mount St. Joseph University assistant softball coach D.D. Morris has been named one of the recipients of the 2019 Easton NFCA Assistant Coach of the Year Award. These awards salute the efforts of coaches from various NFCA membership categories for their tireless dedication to the sport. This, In this case, it was softball and to continued education, growth and development of young women both on and off the playing field. The winners were nominated by NFCA member coaches and selected by a panel of their peers on the NFCA Awards Committee. This award comes after the Lions had an amazing 2019 season. That culminated in last year's record-breaking 35-7 and campaign, which helped them secure their first Heartland Conference Athletic Regular Season Championship in the program's history. So congratulations to D.D. Morris. A lot of college football action going on this afternoon in Division I football. First of all, we'll be going over the schedule of the 3.30 games and tonight's games coming up at halftime here today. We'll also be listening to some 
interesting thoughts by some of the Fox Sports reporters on what's going on in college football. We'll also go over the NFL schedule. Joel Klatt will be letting us know who he thinks is the top football team in college coming into today's action. Here's a look at the scoreboard of the games that are going on right now. Georgia and South Carolina are tied up at 10 apiece. Oklahoma leading 7 to nothing over Texas. Michigan beating Illinois 21 nothing with 7.19 left to go in the first half. Memphis is losing to Temple 16 to Seven, and those are the early games here this afternoon. Ohio State is off today. They're ranked third this week in the Associated Press Bowl. At 3.30 this afternoon, Cincinnati will be at Houston. Big game for Luke Fickle and the Bearcats. At 7.30 tonight, Arkansas will be at Kentucky, and Louisville travels to Wake Forest. Last week in the Heartland Conference, a blitzing by Hanover over Anderson, 70 to nothing in that contest. Also in the Heartland Conference last week, Franklin defeated Rose Holman, 29-28 as the Grizz came from behind to beat the Engineers. Bluffton and Manchester had the week off. We've already told you that uh, also the Lions won their ball game over Defiance last week. Now, Coming into today's action in the Heartland, here's a look at the standings. Mount and Hanover are each at the top with 2-0 and conference records. Then comes Anderson, Rose, and Franklin at 1-1. and Manchester and Bluffton are at 0-1, and Defiance is at 0-2. The only unbeaten team in the conference overall is the Mount. They are at 4-0. and Hanover is got a 4-1 and one record. Both of those teams, the Mount and Hanover, have won four in a row. Anderson is at 3-2. and two. Then Rose Holman is at 2-2. Two and two. Franklin at 2-3. and three. Manchester 1-3 and three overall. Bluffton and Defiance are the only winless teams in the conference. Bluffton at 0-4 and, and Defiance at 0-5. Action around the Heartland today. Rose Holman is at Bluffton. Anderson goes to Franklin and Hanover will be at Defiance. Everybody in action this afternoon in the Heartland Conference, so that is going to be interesting. We'll be back to preview this afternoon's ballgame, tell you what's happening with Manchester and the Mount St. Joseph Lions. We'll also talk with head football coach Tyler Hopperton about this afternoon's ballgame when we return on the Invisible Link Tattoo Removers pregame show. Only two games remain for the Mount St. Joseph Lions this season, and next week is one. The Bluffton Beavers come to Schuler Field next Saturday to take on the Lions. Two years ago, a loss to the Beavers at home cost the Lions a share of the Heartland Conference title. This is Dave Mitchell. If you can't make the game, join Dan Benjamin and me with all the action starting at 12.30 with Rewind. 1 o'clock is pregame and the kickoff at 1.30. The Lions entertain Bluffton next Saturday, and you can hear it all starting at 12.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's. 
experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Dave Mitchell back here at Burt Memorial Stadium in Manchester, Indiana, on the campus of Manchester University. The Spartans come into this afternoon's ballgame with a record of one win against three losses. They are 0-1 in Heartland Conference play. They're 0-3 here at home, and they have not played a road game yet, technically, because their one road game was on a neutral field, and they are 1-0 in that contest, and that was against Defiance. For whatever reason, they had to play that game against Defiance at Defiance Bulldog Stadium, which is their high school field. Two weeks ago in their last outing, the Spartans lost to Rose Holman 52-35. to Rose Holman totaled 550 yards in total offense to Manchester's 426, and the bulk of that Manchester offense came from Donovan Henderson, Jr. He carried the ball 36 times for a career-best 290 yards. Donovan finished just six yards shy of the school record of 296 yards set by Donnie Lewis against Rose Holman in 1993. Henderson's longest rush of the day went for 46 yards, and he averaged 8.1 yards per carry against the Fighting Engineers. He is averaging 144.3 yards per game rushing, which leads the conference easily because Sean Cohn of Hanover is second, averaging 111 yards per game. We've already seen Earl from Franklin. He's averaging just over 100 yards per game. And then, of course, White from Rose Holman averaging 86. Touchdowns, well, Cone is leading the conference along with Henderson with eight so far total in this season. White has got seven, Earl has got six, and Ballinger from Hanover has got five. But when you look at the passing department, that's where Manchester falls off the deep end with their head, their quarterback, Austin Roberts, who is completing just 43% of his passes, 29 of 68. He's got five touchdown passes, though, no interceptions, so he's done a good job of managing the game for their head coach. Now, taking a look at the rest of this situation for the this ball game, when you look at what the Spartans are going to have to put up with, they have got two receivers that are basically going to be carrying the brunt of the action here today. When Roberts does throw the ball, he throws the passes to Greer and also to Darren Lathrop. Lathrop, a 5'7", 160-pound receiver, and Greer, who is leading them with eight receptions this year. He's 6'3", 180-pound sophomore. So they depend upon sophomores to handle their reception games coming into the season. Roberts connected with Braxton Dewey, though, a week, two weeks ago. He's out of Peru for a nine-yard score on the Spartans' first possession in the third quarter. Dewey's reception for a touchdown was the first of his career. Next week, the Spartans will be on the road at Franklin, but they come into this ball game averaging 28.8 points per ball game, and they're giving up 36 and a half, which is a differential of 7.7 to the negative side. The Lions 4-0, 2-0 in conference play. They are 1-0 on the road. That lone win coming at Franklin just two weeks ago. Tyler Hopperton in his third year, 18 wins against six defeats. 
The Mount has won three in a row over Manchester and seven of the last nine. The Spartans' last win came here on September 26, 2015, 44-31. And all-time against Manchester, the Mount is 18-5 and against the Spartans. This rivalry dates all the way back to 1996, and the Lions won the first game ever played between these two ball clubs, 20-14. to The Lions are scoring 46 points per game. That's their average with a high of 59 last week against Defiance. Their defensive average is 16.8, and that's a differential of 29.2, which is easily the best in the Heartland Conference. And we had a chance to talk with head coach Tyler Hopperton about last week's ball game against Defiance and, of course, this big one against Manchester heading into the next-to-the-last home game next week against the Bluffton Beavers. Hop, before this afternoon's ball game, I want to go back to Defiance last week. What was more impressive, the defense or the offense? Uh, <laughs> um, I, oh, man. I'm biased towards the defense, but I'll say offense. I guess defense gave up a touchdown the first half. Offense, ultimately, you know, um, I, I joked with Max, our punter, that, you know, he had a near-perfect game, you know. Um, we didn't have to punt at all, so, I mean, but it, it was great to see, really, all all sides of the ball, including special teams, have a good day. Um, definitely exciting, exciting homecoming game. That Twitter sensation, Chayton Tomlin, and his flip on the sideline in the third quarter, you had to about have a cardiac arrest on that one. Yeah, the, the news had fun with it. I didn't. Um, it definitely it, – the best part is when Chayton got up, he looked over at me. He knew, you know, like, all right, I'm coming out, I know, yeah. you know. But uh, it definitely gave me a little bit of a heart attack. I know. I told him. I said, don't ever do that again, please. So, yeah, don't want to see that. Okay, now you head into Manchester. Their offense has been improved over last year. What do you see out of that right now? Yeah, they're moving the ball a lot. They average over two, you know, almost 220 yards a game rushing. Um, I mean, what what I like about Coach Jensen and Coach Jensen's, you know, a, a good buddy of mine, but he does a great job of tailoring what they do scheme wise to their clientele, their personnel. Um, they embrace what they have, and you know, so they they run the ball a ton. They got some big big strong boys up front. A real powerful, you know, uh, running back in Donovan that has a good, um, good vision, you know, and, and can, can handle getting 20, 30, sometimes 40 carries a game. And, um, so they definitely embrace that. Um, and I think that's, that's why that they've improved. Are they one of the unique offenses here in the Heartland? Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of that's because of what I just said, that they tailor it to their team, so they're very mm-hmm. unique. Um, they take pride in what they do and, and essentially kind of have their offensive culture and almost team culture based around um, kind of their offensive scheme. I know you were talking about the percentage that they run in between the tackles before the, the interview. So you're looking at this thing as being one in the trenches again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and as a former linebacker, I get excited for games like this, you know, especially in today's day and age and, you know, uh, 50 passes a game against some teams. You know, it's definitely um, kind of man on man in these kinds of matchups. And I know our, our, you know, front seven are excited. You know, you talked about Henderson and his his week last week, 36 carries, 290 yards. He's got eight touchdowns. Is he kind of a throwback to the old time running backs? Absolutely. Absolutely, and and um, and he's a very nice kid. I've met him through a couple conference events, and obviously after our games and things like that. And he's super hard worker. And when you see him in person, he's he's a load. I mean, he's a big old boy. He's probably in the weight room as we sit here and talk. Um, but he's um, really good running back. 
Um, definitely a throwback for sure. You don't see a ton of it. Um, but when you have a guy like that, it's good to see a team that's willing to give it to him that many times. Their leading sack leader is Devon, Devontae Moore, and he's a freshman. Four sacks so far this year. Does he kind of give you some headaches heading into this one? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he definitely has some athleticism that you don't see week to week on the defensive line. But we also have some pretty good athletes on our defensive line. I think our um, our offense sees some of those kinds of guys each week. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's definitely a challenge and somebody that we've kind of had circled and kind of, you know, challenged our guys with. But um, but I think our guys are up for it. You know, we talked with Peyton Lugers here just a little bit ago, and one of the things that he said is that he just loves hitting. The defensive secondary as a whole for Mount has done a great job, not only of coverage, but also hitting in, in the secondary. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of that just starts with the guys. You know, the, the guys that we were able to recruit just have that mindset. You know, you talk about Donovan Henderson kind of being a throwback. You know, Peyton Lugers and some of our other guys are kind of throwbacks, too, that um, they're not just in there for finesse, you know, and to bat down passes. I mean, they're in there to kind of impose their will on other people, and um, it's definitely been cool to, to, to see the uh, mindset of our defensive backfield change. Another thing is Blake Watson and I brought it up two weeks ago at Franklin. This defense – as opposed to the last couple of years, is a lot faster. Is that something that you've tried to, to focus in on in recruiting? Yeah, and, well, and me and every other coach in America, I think, but I think we actually just had some success with it this year. But there's definitely some good speed back there and guys that even hide it. Um, but if you, if, you, if you can run, I mean, in college football, if you can run, you got a chance. You know, that a lot of times you're put in bad spots because you can't run with other people or, you know, instead of a 10-yard gain, it's a 6-yard gain because we were able to catch him down and, and that kind of thing. So um, I think speed is definitely that, but obviously having guys that are fast but also have the mindset of at the end of, of running and getting to the ball of, of making something powerful happen, um, I think that's, you know, why we're having some good defensive success right now. And it's not just the linebackers in the secondary either, Hop. It's also the defensive line. How many times have we seen Kandra and, and Kooning and everybody else on that defensive line chase somebody down from the other side of the field? Oh, yeah. High motor for sure um, on defense. And, you know, I like to think at our team in general, and that's something that we try to instill in our in our practice style and our lifting style and everything that we do, that we try to instill that high motor. And, um, you know, Kendra will tell you he's one of the fastest guys on the team. And, and um, I won't take that away from him. Uh, but we definitely have some some great straight line speed on the defensive line and some guys that can run laterally as well. Got to love the weather for today. Oh, yeah. I'm like the polar bear at the zoo when it finally <laughs> snows, you know, and they're, they're actually out playing. That's me. Good luck today, Hop. Thank you. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672.
Tattoo. Invisible ink tattoo removers. Well, we've told you that this is just a beautiful day for football here from Manchester. Not a cloud in sight. Temperature 52 degrees as we get set for this one. The wind is blowing from the north end zone to the south end zone, so that'll be an advantage here today as the wind is gusting. The coin flip has been held. Manchester won the coin toss, and they're going to accept the football from the Lions. So the Lions will be kicking off, and they will be going from left to right across your computer screen against this Manchester Spartan squad. The keys for this afternoon's ball game for Manchester, they've got to control the ball. They have got to rely upon Henderson to carry the ball maybe as many as those 36 times that he did against Defiance two weeks ago. And this game is going to be one in the trenches. We told you in the pregame show, Manchester, 61% of the time when you look at the analytics, of this one, they are running the power or the counter. So you've got to anticipate that they're going to run the ball between the tackles here today behind that offensive line that they have got. And Henderson is a load, as you heard head coach Tyler Hopperton say on the pregame show. He's 5'8", 200 pounds of nothing but muscle here this afternoon. So... The Lions adorned in their white uniforms. The keys for them, they've got to start out fast and keep their foot on the pedal here this afternoon. Ryan Murray will be kicking it off for the Lions. Murray, he is a 5'10", 180-pound sophomore from Cincinnati Coleraine High School. Back set to return this one for Manchester as they are going from right to left. They have got Chico Ward back there set to return this one. Murray getting set to kick it off. Here we go as we are underway from Manchester. High end over end kick. The Ward's going to take in at his 16-yard line to the 20, right up the middle to the 30. Cuts it to the right and he'll be brought down at the 35-yard line by Trevor Tomey. And the Lions will start out on defense in this one this afternoon. Spencer Kandra at one defensive end. David Guck and Nick Brokering in the middle of that line. And Noel Hammond is at the other defensive end. Sean Sullivan, Julius Fisher, and Nate Stone are at the linebacker positions. Noah Abel, Peyton Williams, Peyton Lugers, and... Troy Speakman are the defensive secondary. Roberts is going to hand it off right up the middle, and it's going to go to Henderson around the right side now. Cuts it across the 40, and he'll be out to the 41-yard line. Gain of about five yards on the carry, and it'll bring up second down and five yards to go. Austin Roberts, the six foot, 200-pound senior quarterback from Indianapolis, Indiana. He carries the ball the second amount of time behind Henderson. Henderson, as we said, just about 290 yards away from breaking the all-time record. In motion to the right-hand side is a man, and the handoff goes to Henderson. Henderson cuts it right up the middle into the clear, across midfield to the 40, cuts it to the right sideline, to the 30, to the 25, and he'll be run out of bounds inside the 20 to the 19-yard line on the play. Boy, a big run right up the middle. He saw a seam and took it right across into Mount Territory, and he's down at the 18-yard line. And that is enough big, for big run Spartans. for... It's going to be a run of 45 yards on the carry for Henderson as he took it out right up the middle. Inside the 20, they're inside the red zone at the 18-yard line. Trips out to the near side, moving in motion to the far side is Lathrop handoff again. Up the middle is going to be Henderson. He's going to take it to the 15-yard line. 
Lions are going to have to get a little more strength in the middle of that line. Of course, they're without today. And it brings up second down and eight yards to go. 13-13 and running left to go in this first quarter of play. Manchester received the opening kickoff. Got a good return and then a 45-yard run by Henderson has put them up into Mount Territory. Coming out to the left-hand side is Lathrop. Fumble on the snap and Roberts has got to jump back on top of it back at the 17-yard line. So a loss of about two yards and it will bring up third down and call it a short 10 yards to go. It's going to be back to the original line of scrimmage. So the Spartans trying to come away with something here. They've got the wind to their back to start this one. Coming out to the right-hand side is Brian Antoine. He's a 6'3", 180-pound freshman out of Port St. Lucie. Lathrop moves in motion to the near side. Greer out wide left. Fake handoff. Roberts, no rush. He's going to throw it out to the right side, and it is incomplete to the intended receiver, the tight end, Charlie Peterson. Incomplete. Peterson looking back into the sun could not come down with it. So it will bring up fourth down, 10 yards to go for Manchester. And they are going to come in with the field goal unit. Coming in to attempt the field goal will be Andrew Kibler. Kibler on the year is one for one in field goals. That was a 32-yarder. This one will be spotted at the 25, so this will be a 35-yarder. Ball in the center of the field. Wind is to his back. Kibler, good snap. Kick is up. It's a low-line drive, and it is going to be no good wide to the right. So the Lions' defense gives up a long run to Henderson, but they do not give up the points, and they will come out to start at their own 20-yard line with 12-10 remaining to go behind Chayton Tomlin. Tomlin. 67% 67% passing, 18 touchdown passes on the year so far. One interception for 1,400 yards. He needs two touchdowns to unofficially break the Heartland Conference career touchdown mark. And he has got Cornell Beecham to his left to start out the ball game, just like they did against Defiance. And Tomlin is going to throw it out to Beecham on the left side, like they did against Defiance. And Beecham completed the 20 to the 25. And... It's going to be grabbed up around the shoulder pads and be run out of bounds at about the 29-yard line. That'll be a gain of nine on that reception. Beecham with his catch. That is his 21st reception of the year. He leads the Lions in receptions. Coming out wide to the right, Nick Murphy. Slot right, Panky. Now Panky's going to move in motion to the far side. Hand off to Beecham now around the right end. He's going to cut it to the 30. Comes out to the sideline to the 35 and he'll be tripped up and brought down at the 35 yard line by Jacob Johnson out of Indianapolis. 6'1", 170 pounder. First down for the Lions. That's their first first down of the ball game. And they've got it at the 36 yard line in their own territory. Paul Miner's going to line up in the slot now as the Lions go trips out to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark. We're on the home side of the field here at Manchester. Coming out wide to the right is Nick Murphy. And the handoff right up the middle to Beecham. Beecham's going to cut it out to the 38, across the 40, and out to the 41-yard line. Gain of about five on the carry for Cornell Beecham. We said his first time at the running back position was last week against Defiance. And now the Lions are going to go with an empty backfield as they send Beecham out 
wide to the left-hand side. They've got five receivers spread out on both sides. Trips to the far side. Panky and Kenhalt out to the near side here. Kenhalt out wide right. Tomlin looking at Panky out to the right side. Audibleizing. Drops back. Looks over the middle. He's going to throw it out to the right side. Complete on the play to Cooper Earls. Earls to midfield. He's got the first down into Manchester territory. And he'll be brought down at the 48-yard line. That's a gain of about 11 on the reception and a first down for the Lions in Manchester Territory. 10-23 remaining to go in this first half of action, first quarter. No score from Manchester. Beecham's going to line up in the pistol right behind Tomlin. Coming out to the near side, Kinhald again. Panky, a lot of movement on the line, but no flags. Handoff goes on the pitch out to Beecham, and Beecham continually running. He's inside the 35 to the 30, and he's finally going to be run out of bounds at about the 26-yard line. It's a gain of 22 yards on the carry for Beecham, and he just kept his legs running. We've said he's a human bowling ball. His thighs are actually wider than his waist size. And he is an excellent wrestler also. Transfer coming in from Notre Dame College out of Cleveland. Now he's going to check out of the ball game and into the contest for the first time. Michael Williamson, who ran for over 100 yards against this Manchester defense a year ago at Schuler Field. Ball at the 27-yard line. Moving in motion to the near side, Panky, and they're going to just just a bounce pass to Panky around the right side, and he's going to be hit and run out of bounds right at... Maybe the line of scrimmage. They may give him a two-yard loss on the play. They're going to knock him out of bounds at the 28. So it'll bring up second down and a long 11. Cooper Earls now moves in motion out to the far left-hand side. Panky, after that run to the near side, is going to line up in the slot on the left-hand side. Lions with second down, 12 yards to go. We're under nine minutes and running left to go in this first quarter. Lions moving from left to right across your computer screen. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. Now moving in motion is Kinhalt. Tomlin looks over the middle. Now has to be flushed out of the pocket. Throws over the middle and it is incomplete. Tried to get the ball to Chandler Kinhalt. And he just overthrew him and it brings up an incompletion. Third down, 12 yards to go. Lions at home against Bluffton next week. And it was a loss to Bluffton two years ago that cost the Lions a share of the Heartland Conference Championship. Williamson now checks out of the ballgame. Cornell Beecham is back in on third and 12. The head referee, Les Anderson, will give you the ref, ref's names here soon, was putting the ball in play, wanted the 40-second play clock to be started, and finally it is. Now the handoff goes to Beecham around the right-hand side on the counter, cuts it to the 25, and he'll be run out of bounds inside the 25. Maybe at the 24. And what will the Lions do? They're going to look at the sideline on fourth down, eight yards to go. They're going to go for it here on fourth down instead of going for the field goal right into the teeth of the wind. Fourth down, eight yards to go. Tomlin looks over to Caleb Carrill for the play call. And the Lions will go with an empty backfield. Kinholt out wide to the right. Paul Miner out slot right, trips out to the far side with Beecham and Panky along with Cooper Earl. Snap comes back to Tomlin. Tomlin's going to throw the fade into the corner of the end zone, and there was some miscommunication by Miner and also, excuse me, by Panky and Cooper Earls. And 
Chayton overthrew both of them. So the Lions are going to give it back on downs on fourth down eight. They turn it over to Manchester at the 24-yard line in Manchester territory. And the Spartans get the football back. They had a good drive the first time but got turned away on downs, and now they'll start in their own territory first and ten. They bring in Henderson. Henderson. Ball on the near sideline, and the fake handoff. Roberts is going to take it around the right side, and he's going to scamper out of bounds across the 25 out to the 27-yard line. Brings up second down, seven yards to go. Three yards on the carry. Manchester with the football for the second time here this afternoon. And they've got second down, seven yards to go. Henderson, three carries so far today for 48 yards after that 41-yard long run. And the fake handoff. Now Roberts looks on play action, throws the ball over the middle, and it is complete to Lathrop. Lathrop at the 38 to the 40. Scampers forward across the 40 to the 42-yard line. And that's going to be a first down, 15 yards on the completion. And it's first and 10 for the Spartans at their own 42-yard line. Good play action fake by Roberts. Rolling out to the left-hand side. Of course, he's a left-hander, completing 43% of his passes this year. Going out wide to the right-hand side. Now moving in motion. And the handoff. Roberts hands it off up the middle. And it goes across the 45 to the 47-yard line to Chico Ward. Ward from Woodstock, Georgia, a freshman, 5'8", 180. Gains seven, takes it out to the 49-yard line, brings up second down, three yards to go. They don't give Henderson a lot of breathers, and when they do, they use Christian Smith, a sophomore, and then Chico Ward. Now coming out wide to the left-hand side is Harrington Greer, their leading receiver. Out of the shotgun, handoff to Henderson. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped. Tackle on the play made by David Guck, who got the head start and got into the backfield and brought Henderson down for a two-yard loss. Brings up third down and a long five yards to go for the Spartans. Nice play by Guck as he just beat his man off the snap. Third down, now call it six yards to go for the Spartans from their own 46-yard line. Greer comes out wide to the left. Lathrop, slot left. Henderson in the backfield. Fake handoff. Roberts rolls out. Looks upfield. Got a good protection. He's going to throw it up the left side. He's got a receiver. It is incomplete, and the flag will be thrown, and it should be. Peyton Williams got beat, and Lathrop was going to catch the pass, and Williams just shoved him to the ground for the pass interference penalty. 5.38 left to go in this first quarter. And the 15-yard penalty will give it a first down to the Spartans. Your officials today, the head referee is Les Anderson, the umpire Scott Fisher, head line judge Andy Hayden, the line judge is Scott Richardson, side judge Ron Swindle, field judge David Elmer, and the back judge is Matthew Craig. So the penalty will mark it down into Mount St. Joseph territory to the inside the 40 to the... 38-yard line is where they'll finally mark it. First and 10 for the Spartans with 5.38 remaining to go. Second possession for the Spartans that they have taken into the Mount Territory, this time with the aid of a penalty. Moving in motion to the 
far side is Peterson, the tight end. Now he lines up in the wing. Hand off to Henderson right up the middle. And Henderson takes it across the 35 and down to the 33-yard line. Gain of six on the carry for Henderson. He's got five carries now for 51 yards, and it brings up second down and a short five to go for the Spartans. No score here from Manchester. Second down, five yards to go. We'll give you some scores from the Heartland coming up here in just a moment. All the teams in the conference are playing here this afternoon. Roberts barking out the signals. Fake handoff. Rolls out to the left. He's going to throw it up the field, and it is incomplete. Tried to get the pass, but it was thrown out of bounds over the bench of the Spartans. Tried to get the ball to Darren Lathrop. Brian Antoine back into the ball game, and Roberts looks over to the sideline for the play. Third down, five yards to go with 4.55 left to go in this first quarter. We've got no score in this first quarter. Henderson lines up to the left of Roberts out of the shotgun. Peterson at the wing. He's the tight end on the right side, and the handoff goes to Henderson. Henderson gets bottled up at the line, and he's going to be brought down maybe for a yard gain to the about the 33-yard line. Nice tackle by Sean Sullivan, who was in on the play, and also J.J. Courtney was in on bringing him down. Brings up fourth down, four yards to go, and a decision time for Nate Jensen. And Jensen is going to roll the dice here. Too long for a field goal, too short for a punt. So he'll go for it on fourth down and call it a long four yards to go from the 33. Receivers out wide on both sides. Henderson in the backfield with Powers. Powers is going to drop back. Looks over the middle. He's going to throw the ball deep into the end zone, and it is going to be incomplete. Some contact towards the goal line between Greer and Noah Abel, but... No flag was thrown. 4.06 to go in this first quarter. We've got a timeout here on the field. No score from Manchester. Mount St. Joseph University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, the Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University are employed, enrolled in graduate studies, or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu. Well, while you were away, Tate and Tomlin got the playoff in a hurry and threw it up the field up the right-hand side to Cornell Beecham. It was incomplete. Nice play by Manchester's defensive back, Jaquan Walker, out of Hawthorne, Florida. So it brings up second down 10. Lions at their own 33-yard line. Beecham lining up. In the backfield, out of the pistol formation. Receivers out wide. Cooper Earls is out wide to the left-hand side. Panky out wide to the near side. Ball in the center of the field. Now, Beecham moves to the left off the hip of Tomlin with four minutes remaining in the first quarter. Tomlin drops back, looks up the right-hand side, and he overthrows Panky again. Well, there's some miscommunication going on here this afternoon between the receivers and quarterback Chayton Tomlin. That's the third pass that... Tomlin has thought the receiver was going to go one way, and they've gone the other. Brings up third down, 10 yards to go, with 3.57 remaining in the first quarter. Now Beecham is going to move 
from the left side to the right side. Michael Williamson is into the ball game now. He'll line up to the left of Tomlin. Ball in the center of the field again. Tanky out wide to the right. Beecham slot right. Murphy into the ball game now. And he is slot right with Earls out wide left. Dropping back is Tomlin. Tomlin flushed out of the pocket to the left-hand side. And he's going to be hit and dropped at the 29. First sack of the afternoon, and that's Devontae Moore. Moore leading the conference with now five sacks. He's the freshman. And he brings down Tomlin for a four-yard loss. It'll bring up fourth down 14. And with 3.30 left to go in this first quarter, the Lions will punt the football away. Max Shuchomsky into the ball game, the freshman from Knoxville, Tennessee. In to kick it away. He's got eight punts this year, averaging 35 yards a punt. And Lathrop will come in to return the ball for Manchester back at about his own 35-yard line. Ball at the 29-yard line. Suchomsky, now the referees get the ball set. And the play clock starts. Suchomsky's going to be punting it into the wind. Good snap. Gets it off the left foot. It'll hit in Mount Territory. And it's going to be downed at the 46-yard line. That's just going to be a 17-yard punt for Suchomsky. And Manchester will have the football at their own 46-yard line with 3.13 remaining to go in this first quarter of action. We've got no score, and it has been a very fast-moving first quarter because Manchester sticks mainly with the run, and they've been able to do that with Henderson. Six carries, 50 yards, averaging eight yards a carry. First and ten for the Spartans at... The Mount 46-yard line. Powers hand off to Henderson right up the middle, and he finds an opening across the 45 and down to the 40-yard line. Gain of six on the carry. And it brings up second down, four yards to go. Manchester has been averaging 218 yards a game on the ground, and they're really chomping up some ground gains here this afternoon. So far, unofficially, they've got 64 yards on the ground on 10 carries. Second down, four. Powers, handoff. Now he's going to fake it. He's going to keep it himself. He's got the first down to the Mount 35-yard line as he kept it on a nice play fake. Gain of four on the carry for Roberts. And it brings up first down. Roberts came in averaging 4.2 yards per carry, but he also has a tendency to fumble the football. He's fumbled it four times this year, already once in this game, and he's lost three of those fumbles. Going out wide to the right-hand side is Antoine. Coming out wide to the left, Greer. Slot left is Lathrop to the right. Now moving in motion is Antoine to the near side. Low snap, and Roberts is going to hand it off up the middle, and it goes to Lathrop to Henderson, and Henderson's going to take it around the left-hand side and started it off up the middle, saw the opening to the left-hand side, takes it to the 30-yard line, just shy of the 30. Gain of three on the play, and it brings up second down and seven yards to go. 140 and running left to go in this first quarter. Roberts from Indianapolis, Indiana. It is either Roberts normally or Henderson that will carry the football. Greer goes out wide to the right-hand side. Lathrop to the left-hand side. Tight end right is Peterson. 
Henderson to the left, and Henderson's going to get the handoff right up the middle, and then he's going to be stacked up and brought down at the 31-yard line. That's a gain of almost a half a yard. But Spencer Candra and David Guck in on the tackles. And it'll be third down and call it seven yards to go for a Spartan first down as we are under a minute left to go in this first quarter. Third down, seven yards to go. And with Roberts in the backfield, he has got Henderson to the right of him, ball in the near hash mark. Greer is out wide to the left, receiver spread on this third and seven. Dropping back is Roberts. He's going to throw it out to the right side. Tried to get her to Antoine, but underthrew him, and it's incomplete. And it will bring up fourth down and seven yards to go. And it will be the same basic situation that they had the last time they had the football and turned it over on downs. And it'll be the same place, about the same spot of the field. Ball at the 31-yard line, fourth down, seven yards to go. So far in this ball game, Manchester on fourth down, 0 for 1. So here we go. Fourth down, seven yards to go. Henderson off to the left-hand side, moving in motion is Lathrop. Lathrop is not going to get it. Roberts is going to throw the ball into the end zone. He's got a receiver. That's Greer, but he overthrew him, and it's incomplete, and the Lions will get the football back on downs. 31.6 seconds to go in the first quarter, and we have got no score. Minutemen Staffing wants you. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 579-0010. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go that extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. Located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway, Minutemen Staffing. Call today, 579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Manchester now 0 for 2 in fourth down attempts, and the Lions have the football. They're going to hand the football right up the middle to Cornell Beecham, and Beecham is going to be hit by a host of Spartan tacklers across the 31 to the 33-yard line. They'll give him a gain of about a yard and a half, and that's it. Boy, he got hit immediately by the interior of that line, Joseph Garling and Nolan Sipe the nose guard. Second down, eight yards to go, but that's going to be the end of the first quarter of play as the Lions will let the clock run out and take the wind here in the second quarter. As we head into the second, it is Mount St. Joseph nothing and Manchester nothing. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative Pico Way laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. 
Well, a scoreless first quarter here from Manchester. Dave Mitchell with you on Ultimate Sports Talk. Nothing, nothing as we head into the second quarter. Tomlin to start out the second, going from right to left, throws it out. Little screen goes to Kinhalt. Kinhalt gets a good block by Austin Brock, and he'll take it across the 40, out to the 46-yard line on the play. 15 yards on the reception, and it is a first down for the Lions. No score here for Manchester. First and 10 for the Lions from their own 46-yard line. Panky, along with Miner, go out wide right. Coming out wide left is Brock and Kinholt. To the right of Tomlin, ball on the near hash mark, is Cornell Beecham. Tomlin looking for those two touchdown passes. Looks out to the right. Now he's going to roll out to the right under a heavy rush. He's going to throw the ball away and just throws it into the stands up the right side to evade the sack. There's been a lot of miscommunication here this afternoon by the receivers and Tomlin. They are not on the same page early in this ballgame as we're just 37 seconds into this second quarter of play at halftime. Joel Klatt on who he thinks is the number one team in college football. And we're going to hear from Luke Fickle on the Bearcats. Big game coming up this afternoon against Dana Holgerson and the Houston Cougars. All that coming up at halftime here this afternoon. Moving in motion is Brock. Handoff off the left-hand side to Beecham. Beecham cuts inside a block. He's going to take it up to the 49-yard line. Be thrown forward across midfield. And they're going to put him right at midfield. Gain of four on the play for Beecham. One score out of the Heartland Conference. Hanover leading Defiance. 8.38 left to go in the first quarter. 7-0. Anderson and Franklin scoreless. Seven minutes left to go in the first quarter. And eight minutes left to go in the first quarter. Rose and Bluffton are scoreless also. Beecham, five carries. Make it six carries so far in the ballgame. 44 yards rushing. Third down. And six yards to go for a Lion first down right at midfield. Beecham in the backfield with Tomlin off his left hip. Cooper Earls out wide to the left. Tomlin steps up into the pocket. He's got a receiver. That is Panky. He is complete. No, make it Murphy. And Murphy's got it at the 15-yard line. Big, big 35-yard reception to Nick Murphy up to the 15-yard line. They're going to mark him down, I guess, make it at the 16-yard line. So a 34-yard completion from Chayton Tomlin to Nick Murphy, and the Lions have it first and 10 in Manchester territory at the 16-yard line. We've talked about the miscommunication. Well, that time they had it between Murph and Tomlin. Tomlin's going to throw it out in the left flat, complete to Brock. Brock at the 10 to the 5, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds inside the 5-yard line at the 2-yard line. 14 yards on the completion, and the Lions have it first and goal inside the Manchester 5-yard line down to the 2. Beecham's going to line up in the backfield. Remember, Tomlin, two touchdown passes away, one from tying the unofficial Heartland Conference record and two from breaking it, which is held by Chase Burton of Franklin. Tomlin, handoff to Beecham. Beecham around the right side. He's got the crease, and he goes in for the score. Beecham, a two-yard touchdown run for the Lions, and with 12.34 left to go in this first half of action, the Lions have jumped out on top of it by the score of 6 to nothing. and coming in to attempt the extra point will be Spencer Dufresne. Dufresne, 21 of 23 this year on extra point attempts. 
Boy, that's set up by a nice 34-yard reception to Nick Murphy and Beecham. Put the exclamation point on it. Dufresne puts the extra point up and good. 12-34 remaining from Manchester in this first half. The Lions now lead it 7 to nothing. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen Staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Chico Ward gets the kickoff and from... Ryan Murray, and he takes it across the 20 out to the 25 before he is stacked up and brought down on the play by Peyton Williams. And it'll be a first down and for Manchester. And they're going to spot him out near the 28-yard line. So that's where Manchester will start it out. First and 10 from their own 28-yard line. 12-25, nice run by Cornell Beecham. Beecham taking it into the end zone. He's got five touchdowns rushing this year. And the Lions lead it 7 to nothing. And up the middle goes Henderson. And Henderson finds another crease. And he's going to be brought down on the play by Peyton Lugers across the 35 out to the 38-yard line. Gain of eight on the carry for Henderson. Dustin Laudermilk also in on the tackle with 12 minutes to go in this first half. Peyton Williams onto the ball game right now. Peyton Lugers is playing the free safety position. Gavin Edmondson into the ball game also. Noah Abel and Troy Speakman are the other defensive backs for the Lions. Second down and a short yard to go on that after that nine-yard gain. Moving in motion is Lathrop to the near side. Fake handoff. And Roberts is going to throw it out in the flat, complete to Peterson. And Peterson has got the first down across the 40, out to the 45-yard line. Six on the reception, and it's a first down for Manchester. Tyler Hopperton said this Spartans football club has got a lot better athletes than they've had in the past, and they're showing it so far in this ballgame. It's 7 to nothing. One of the keys to the ball game we said earlier was that the Lions needed to start out early well they have not done that and Manchester has managed to control the football here now they've got an empty backfield shotgun five receivers out wide moving a motion Henderson fake, hand, fake handoff and the snap was high Roberts finally came down with it and he's going to be hit behind the line for a four yard loss tackle made by David Guck Guck gotten in there along with Nate Stone for the Lions. And it will bring up second down, 14 yards to go. Lions have forced a couple of fumbles here today. We said Roberts coming in had fumbled the football four times. He's done it 
twice here, although that wasn't his fault. That was a high snap, but he managed to corral it in and was lost four yards. Fake handoff. Now Roberts is going to throw it sidearm out to the left-hand side, and it is incomplete. He slung that ball sidearm. Nate Jensen screaming for a flag. Tried to get it out on the left-hand side to Lathrop, and he was run into by Gavin Edmondson, but both of them are going for the football, and it brings up third down, 14 yards to go. Ball resting at the 42-yard line in Manchester Territory. 10-22 left to go. Manchester huddling up. Taking a long time inside the huddle on third and 14. Coming out wide to the left is Greer. Wide right is Brian Antoine. Dropping back Roberts. Roberts, good protection. Throws it over the middle to Greer, and he let it get into his solar plexus, and it bounced right off his shoulder pads and incomplete. Let it get in too far. He had a lot of green, too. Green Greer may have picked up the first down if he'd have brought that one in, but he didn't. Fourth down, 14 yards to go, and it's punting time for Manchester. And coming in to punt it away will be Andrew Kibler from Cape Coral, Florida. 15 punts this year, 35 yards per kick average, dropping back Speakman. Speakman does not have a return for a touchdown yet this year. He is overdue. Good snap, Kibler is going to kick it away rugby style, and Speakman is going to fair catch it at the 30-yard line. 28 yards net on the kick, and we've got a timeout on the field. 10-10 to go. Mount leads it 7 to nothing. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Lions going from right to left across your screen. Tomlin throws it out into the flat, complete to Panky at the 35 to the 40, takes it up the far side. He's got a first down and has run out of bounds at the 42-yard line. 12 yards on the completion and a first down for the Lions. Tomlin now 7 for 12 passing for 91 yards in the ballgame. 9.56 and running left to go in this first half of action. Kinhalt comes out wide to the right-hand side. Nick Murphy, check out wide to the left-hand side. Murph is slot left, throw out into the flat, complete to Panky again. Same play at the 45, and he's going to be tripped up and brought down near the 48-yard line. Gain of six on that reception. Manchester did a better job of defending at that time. Kinhalt will come out of the ball game, and Cooper Earls is going to check in for the Lions on second down and four yards to go. Earls is going to come out wide to the left-hand side, which is the near side now. Beecham will line up in the backfield right behind Tomlin out of the pistol formation. Paul Miner will line up tight end right, and the handoff goes to Beecham, and Beecham's going to be hit and dropped for a two-yard loss. He was immediately met and shook hands, basically, with Nick Tillman. Tillman hit him from Lawrenceburg, Indiana, and down... For the Lions is one of the offensive linemen. 
One of the offensive linemen for the Lions is down. That looks like it might be Isaiah Trimble, and he is holding on to his left hand. So it'll bring up third down and seven yards to go for the Lions. Ball is going to be spotted back to the 46-yard line, 8.56 remaining. And while we've got an injury timeout, we'll take one also. Your score with 8.56 left to go in the first half. Mount seven, and the Spartans nothing. The School of Health Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount St. Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at msj.edu slash health sciences. And that is Isaiah Trimble, who is up the left tackle for the Lions out of New Carlisle, Ohio. He is up, and they're going to hold on to his left hand as they take him off the field. And checking in now will be Andrew Murphy. He's going to line up at that left tackle position. Check that. They're going to move, bring in Jarvis Langham and move Jake Kaiser out to the left tackle position. So on third down, seven yards to go. The Lions have a makeshift offensive line. They're going to move Panky in motion to the near side, dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin is going to be hit as he throws, and there's going to be a flag thrown in the middle of all that. And I think you're going to see a hold called against the Lions, but Tomlin had to run for his life to get rid of that incomplete pass. Third down is what it was. Lions offensive line is screaming that they don't think they held, but we'll see what the call is going to be now with 8.45 remaining. And they'll come over and talk with Nate Jensen, and they're going to wave off the flag. After discussing it, they've decided whatever they threw the flag for was not a flag. So Max Suchomsky will come in and punt the football away. So on fourth down, seven yards to go, 8.45 remaining. Lions lead at 7 nothing, and Suchomsky will kick it away from the 40, his own 46-yard line. Dropping back to return this one is Lathrop. Good snap. Suchomsky's going to kick it away, and it is a, a long spiral that will hit at the 20, take a high bounce, and it will go bound, out of bounds inside the 15. They will knock it out and spot it. At the 14-yard line. That is going to be an outstanding 39-yard punt by Sichomsky. At their own 10-yard line. 15-yard line. Check that. They're going to mark it. Are they marking it at the 15? That is where they will spot it at the 14-yard line. That's a 40-yard punt by Sichomsky. Oh, a nice punt. Pins. Manchester back inside their own 15 at the 14-yard line with 8.36 remaining. 7-0. Lions with the lead. Roberts, handoff to Henderson. Henderson is going to be hit right at the 15 and dropped after a yard gain. Peyton Williams back into the ballgame. He headlined that tackle along with David Guck. Boy, we called Guck's number 62 a lot today. Also into the mix is Nick Brokering. He's been doing a lot of He's been taking on two tacklers or two offensive linemen, and that leaves everything open for Kandra. Williams coming in from his safety position. 
Moving over to the left-hand side is Gavin Brennan now along that defensive line on second down and about nine yards to go. Fake handoff. Roberts throws out into the right flat, and it is complete to Greer. His first catch of the day brought down immediately by Speakman, but Greer almost broke that tackle. Spins forward, and they're going to give him out to the 25-yard line, and that'll be a first down. That'll be enough for a first down. And that is enough for Manchester University. So a kind spot out to the 25. And it brings up a first down for Manchester. First and 10 with 7.33 remaining to go in this first half. Lions lead at 7-0. Antoine comes out wide to the right-hand side. Greer slot right. Handoff up the middle goes to Henderson. Henderson's going to be hit and dropped. Sean Sullivan, Nate Stone, and... Along with another host of tacklers for the Lions. Gavin Brennan in on that tackle. They're going to drop him back at the 25-yard line. No gain, second and 10. Lions are really keying on the run between the tackles. As we said coming in, 61% of the times that Manchester has run the football, it's been either counter or power in between the tackles. Henderson with the ball in the center of the field. 6.45 and running left to go. Moving in motion to the far side is Ward. Now Roberts is going to throw it out to the right side, and he threw it way over the head of Antoine and incomplete. Boy, the wind really kicking up now. 6.38 remaining in the first half. And it brings up third down, 10 yards to go from the 25 of of Manchester. Look for the Lions to do some blitzing here. They've got Stone and Sullivan in the ballgame. Guck along with Kandra brokering on that defensive line. Receivers out wide on both sides. Moving in motion is Lathrop. He's going to line up in the backfield. Fake handoff. Roberts drops back. Heavy rush. He's going to throw it in the middle of the field. Complete to Henderson. He's going to be dropped right at the 26. Good job by the Lions. Nate Stone in there to really guck things up along with Sean Sullivan. Just a yard gain on the completion. Brings up fourth down, nine yards to go, and the Lions have forced Manchester into a punting situation. Coming in to punt the football away is Andrew Kibler. Came in averaging 35 yards a kick, and Speakman is going to drop back near midfield to take this punt in. Kibler, again... Side winds it, right-handed, and he squibs it off the right side, and it's going to hit and be downed at the 35-yard line. That's going to be just a nine-yard punt. And now Manchester is going to be reeling here defensively as the Lions are going to take the football over for their best field position of the afternoon at the Manchester 35-yard line. Kibler tried to... Rugby style it, and he just shanked it off the right side of his foot. Franklin leading Anderson 14 nothing in the second quarter of play. Hanover up over Defiance 14 nothing also, and Rose and Bluffton in the second quarter, no score. Here it's seven nothing. Tomlin moving from right to left, fake handoff, throws it out to the left flat, complete to Kinhall. Kinhall at the 30 to the 25, 20, broken tackle, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds inside the 20, and they're going to finally spot him down at the 17-yard line. That'll be a 17-yard completion for Chayton Tomlin. And it's first and 10 for the Lions at the 17 in the red zone 
of Manchester. 5.33 and running. Nick Murphy comes into the ball game from the sideline, comes out wide to the near side. Austin Brock slot left. Trevor Tomey into the ball game now, off to the left-hand side of Tomlin. Tomlin steps up into the pocket. He's going to throw it over the middle, complete to Beecham, snaps it out of the air to the five. He's into the end zone, touchdown, and there's your unofficial tying touchdown pass by Chayton Tomlin. He is tied now with Chase Burton for the Heartland career touchdown passes. With 5.14 left to go, nice run by Beecham, snapped it right out of the air, cut it back upfield and in for the score, and the Lions lead it 13-0 with 5.14 remaining to go in this first half. Ryan Murray is going to come in, check out Dufresne is going to come in to attempt the extra point, and it's blocked, blocked and picked up out of the air by Manchester. It was blocked by Jaquan Walker, and it was picked up, and then he was brought down at the 5, so it will... The extra point attempt is no good. 5.13 left to go in this first half. And after that tying touchdown pass for a career touchdowns by Chayton Tomlin, the Lions lead it 13 to nothing. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, Tomlin is also... 35 yards away from 10,000 in his career, as far as yards are concerned. Lions lead at 13 to nothing, 5-13 remaining, and the ball was teed up by Ryan Murray, but now it blew off the tee, and he'll have to reset that. So Tomlin, with one touchdown pass on the afternoon, 10 of 16 passing, 132 yards. Cornell Beecham, boy, he's done just about everything you can expect. So is Donovan Henderson in this ball game though, and now the ball will fly off the tee again, and the Lions will bring Peyton Lugers in, and he's going to be the holder on this kickoff. 5-13 remaining. Lions have got the wind to their back, and they can't keep the ball on the tee. So now Murray will kick it away. Ward is back. Set to return this one. Chico Ward and the kickoff by Murray and Ward is going to take it in at his 6 right up the middle to the 10 15, 20, 25 gets hit and he struggles forward across the 30 out to about the 31 yard line 25 yards on the return by Ward, 5.05 remaining to go in this first half and the Lions lead it 13 to nothing boy we spent a lot of time talking about Tomlin's touchdown pass but Beecham what a run that he made to get it into the end zone. Snagged it right out of the air at the 10 and then broke a couple of tackles to get it into the end zone and the Lions lead it by two TDs, 13-0. First and 10, Roberts with Henderson back behind and Henderson takes the handoff off the left-hand side, breaks a tackle across the 20-35 and he'll be run out of bounds at the 37-yard line. Gain of six on the carry. Brings up second down, four yards to go as we're under five minutes remaining. At halftime, Luke Fickle, Joel Klatt, 
a look at the NFL schedule for tomorrow. All that coming up on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers Halftime Show. Second down, four yards to go. Ball at the 37-yard line in Manchester Territory. Antoine out wide right, now moving in motion to the near side as Peterson lines up on the left wing. And the handoff goes right up the middle to Henderson. He's going to be hit at the line of scrimmage and brought down maybe a yard gain. Nate Stone with the tackle. They'll give him credit for it. But also in on the tackle was Noah Hammond and J.J. Courtney. Third down. Bo Kooning out of the ball game today, obviously, because of that ACL injury. And that's a devastating blow to this defensive line for the Lions. Moving in motion is Lathrop to the near side. Fake handoff. Roberts looks upfield. He's going to slip and fall down back inside. He's 30 at the 28-yard line. He lost seven yards. Tried to plant his foot to throw the ball up the far side. And he just slipped and fell down. So it brings up fourth down, 12 yards to go from the 28. And Speakman will come in to return this punt with 3.24 remaining. Lions have all three timeouts remaining. Kibler, who shanked the punt the last time for just nine yards, he's going to run this one, and he's going to get a low-line drive kick that Speakman will take in at the 38-yard line in his own territory. The 50, 45, 40, and inside the 30, and he's going to be knocked down at the 28-yard line. Good return by Speakman. He just picked it up off the grass and brought it back. And Manchester has got a man down on the far side on the sideline. On the Mount St. Joseph sideline. 3.01 left to go in this first half. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 13 and the Spartans nothing. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Lions with their full complement of timeouts left. 301 left to go on the scoreboard. And they lead it 13-0. Michael Williamson into the ball game for the Lions to the left of Tomlin. Tomlin drops back, throws it up the right side. He's got Beecham completed to 10, to the 5, skips into the end zone for the score, and there it is. Jayton Tomlin is now your new Heartland Conference career touchdown passing leader unofficially. And now the Lions are going to go for two with 2.54 remaining to go, and they lead it 19 to nothing. Chase Burton had the record. The reason we say unofficially is because the Heartland does not keep that record. So basically what they have done is just going by what the teams, each school's career record is. Dropping back Tomlin, going for two. He's going to roll out to the right, now cuts back, and he's going to roll out to the left. He's going to be hit and sacked back to the 20-yard line. 
2.54 remaining to go in this first one, half of action. The Lions on that touchdown pass by Tomlin now lead it 19 to nothing. Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. With a pool of thousands of screened applicants, we can support your company with employees who have the skills needed to get the job done right, ranging from general labor to skilled machine operators. What differentiates Minutemen Staffing from other staffing agencies? We help reduce costs associated with hiring personnel, as well as the indirect costs that accompany them. Minutemen covers all payroll taxes and workers' compensation costs, plus unemployment insurance on each employee we provide. Minutemen can fill your employee needs without the time and effort on your part, allowing you to concentrate your efforts on making your company more profitable. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 513-579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Well, in the kickoff, Chico Ward tried to collect it in at about his own 10-yard line. It went through his hands. He had to go back and pick it up. And he'll be brought down at the 11-yard line. So it'll be first and 10 for Manchester. Lions lead it 19 to nothing with 2.46 remaining to go in this first half of play. Now they're going to put it back to the 11-yard line. That's where it'll be spotted down. Jayton Tomlin with two touchdown passes here today. He is six yards away also from reaching 10,000 in his career. 2.46 remaining to go in the first half. And the handoff up the middle goes to Henderson. Henderson's going to be hit at the 12. Maybe gets out to the 13 before Nate Stone and Peyton Williams take him down. And the Lions are going to use a timeout here. They'd like to get the football back with the wind to their back. They will be getting the football to start the second half of action. That's about a two-yard gain for Donovan Henderson. Henderson... In the ballgame, 14 carries, 75 yards, averaging five and a half. But the last couple of possessions that Manchester has had, the Lions defense has done a better job of bottling him up between the tackles. Not the first three possessions of this ballgame. Henderson was running it on an average of about eight yards a clip. 2.38 remaining to go. Next week, the Lions will be back in action at home against Bluffton, and that will be the... Next to last home game of the year for the Lions. The final one will be Hanover. And boy, could that one be a big one. 19-0 here. Manchester on top of it. Try to go over some scores here when we get another chance. After the timeout, Lions first one. Roberts is going to drop back, flips it out into the right flat, and it goes to Henderson. Henderson will be hit at the 15, puts his head down, and struggles out to about the 19-yard line. And that'll be a gain of about eight on the carry, on the reception. And the Lions are going to take another timeout. It'll bring up third down, two yards to go. Brings up third down and two for the Spartans. With 2.29 remaining. Taking a look... Add some scores here this afternoon and see what's happening around the Heartland Conference. Right now, Anderson and Franklin. Franklin is leading 21 to 7. Nine minutes to go in the first half. Hanover over Defiance, 21 nothing. They're under five minutes to go in the first half. And Rose with a 7 nothing lead. Three minutes left to go in that one. 
over the Bluffton Beavers. That's the Lions' next opponent next Saturday, Bluffton. hate to keep beating a dead horse, but two years ago, Bluffton came to Schuler Field and beat the Lions in a close game, and that cost the Lions a possible outright but Heartland Conference championship. Not only that, but it definitely cost them a tie at the Heartland Conference. 2.29 left to go. After that timeout, Lions have one left. It's third down, two yards to go. Lions showing blitz upon the line. Robertson, there's a lot of movement, and now the officials are going to blow the play dead. Looked like Lathrop on the right side jumped offside, and the side judge is going to come in and say, yep, that's the case. So that will knock Manchester back five yards. Illegal procedure called against Manchester. So that'll take it back from the 19 back to the 15 and make it third down and seven. Now Manchester's got all three timeouts left. And the clock is stopped on the penalty with 2.28 left to go after the timeout. Lions have got one left, and let's see what Manchester decides to do here. Greer comes out wide to the left-hand side, to the far side. Lathrop in the slot at the right. On third down seven, dropping back Roberts. Looks over the middle. Heavy rush. He's going to throw it out in the flat. It's intercepted! Intercepted by Sean Sullivan, and he's going to run it in for the score! Sullivan just jumped the route and took it in for the score from the 12-yard line, and the Lions lead it 25 to nothing. Nice job by Sullivan as he just popped the route and took it in for the score. Sean, that's his first touchdown of the year. And the Lions are going to get hit with a sideline warning after the celebration by Sean Sullivan. And I don't think, I don't think Tyler Hopperton cares about that one. First Touchdown of the year by Sean Sullivan. Boy, he has been outstanding all year long, and he deserved that one. Dufresne is going to come in to attempt the extra point. Last time he did this, he had a block. 2.22 left to go. Dufresne, good snap. Hold is down. That kick is away, and it is good. 2.21 left to go in this first half of action, and the Lions now lead it. 26 to nothing after that interception return by Sean Sullivan. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at MSJ edu slash msol Sean Sullivan the recipient of not only that touchdown but it was also the first interception thrown this year by Austin Roberts he had not thrown one up until then and the Lions now with Ryan Murray will kick it off Chico Ward back set to return Murray ball just as he was approaching it fell off the tee so they'll have to re-tee it up. That wind is really gusting to the back of the Lions right now. and Now Peyton Lugers is going to come in and he's going to hold the ball. They're not even going to give it another chance. Lugers is just going to hold it. And Meyer, uh, Murray, excuse me, will...
kick it away. 2.21 left to go in the first half of action. And Murray approaches the football, kicks it away. Nice end-over-end kick. Ward's going to take it in at his 8 to the 10, 15, 20, 25. He'll be upended at the 30-yard line by Peyton Lugers. Lugers was the holder and also came up and made the tackle. So Manchester with all three timeouts remaining, 2.16 on the clock. Will have the football in their own territory at the 30-yard line. Lions on top of it, 26 to nothing. Sean Sullivan finally got done celebrating on the sideline. He's going to run in and play some defense on this possession. And the handoff up the middle to Henderson. Henderson is going to be hit at the 30, and he'll struggle forward to about the 32. The scrum, officials are blowing the whistle, but the scrum keeps going, and they will mark him down at the... Boy, it's hard to tell where he was down in the middle of all that massive humanity, but they're going to spot him down at the 33-yard line. So a gain of three brings up second and seven, a minute 50 remaining in the first half. Nice crowd here on homecoming for Manchester. By the way, they're building a new stadium just to the right of us. It should be done next year. So when we come back here in two years, we'll have a brand-new stadium to play in. Roberts, fake handoff. He's going to keep it up the middle, and he's going to be upended at the 35, make it the 36-yard line. They'll give him his forward progress there. And a flag is going to be called. Flag is thrown in from the deep back judge. Julius Fisher. And I'm not sure what got in the middle of it, but Peyton Williams was there, Julius Fisher. And the officials are going to have to talk this one over to see what's going on. It was a very short chat. Now they'll go back and talk about it again. And now we'll get the call from our referee, Les Anderson. Unsportsmanlike conduct, number four of the offense. That's his first of the half. That's going to be against Greer. Greer gets called for the unsportsmanlike conduct, so that will knock the ball back 15 yards. And Greer's going to come up and talk to the official about it. And... That'll knock them back 15 yards inside the 25-yard line all the way back to the 21-yard line. And that'll bring up third down. And about 20 yards to go for a Manchester first down. Remember, the Lions still have one timeout left. Clock is going to start. A minute 25 and running left to go. Roberts. On third and 20, drops back. He's going to throw it, throws it into the flat, complete to Henderson. Henderson's going to be hit at the 19 and spun out of bounds, but they're going to keep the clock running. Now let's see what the Lions do. The Lions are going to take a timeout, their last one. So with a minute nine to go, the way Kibler's been punting the football this afternoon, the Lions think they can get some pretty good field position here with a minute nine left. And that's where they're going to be. Boy, with a 26 nothing lead, the Lions have got the lead here this afternoon. But when you look at the time of possession for this ball game, Manchester has had it almost 17 and a half minutes, while the Lions only 10 and a half. Minute nine to go, and that's because the Lions have had bigger plays than Manchester has. Manchester is just relying upon the run. Minute nine left to go. Lions have burned their last time out. Troy Speakman is going to drop back. 
Well, is he? Lions are putting everybody up. Now Speakman will drop back and set get set to return this punt. Kibler is going to punt the ball away, and like I said, his last two punts have not been very good. He's a rugby-style kicker. He's had a nine-yard shank just a couple of punts ago. Good snap. Kibler is going to get rid of it. Low-line drive kick. Speakman is going to let it bounce by him inside the 40, and it'll be down at the 38-yard line. That's his best punt of the day, 42 yards. He got a nice roll back to the 38. So Lions with no timeouts left, one minute exactly left to go. And let's see what they decide to do. Remember a couple of weeks ago at Franklin, they took the ball over late in the first half, up 27 to nothing. And they ended up fumbling the football, and Franklin got a touchdown out of it. So let's see what happens here if Tyler Hopperton rolls the dice. Handoff up the middle. Goes to Michael Williamson, and Michael Williamson takes it across the 40 to the 45, and he'll be brought down at the 47-yard line. Number 20, Michael Williamson. That is a gain of nine yards on the carry, and it'll bring up second down and a yard to go. Lions in the hurry up. 45 seconds to go. Beecham. Along with Ken Halt and Murphy out wide to the right-hand side. Chase Pankey, the only receiver to the left-hand side. Snap goes to Williamson. Williamson right up the middle. He's got the first down out near midfield. Keeps his legs churning. And the clock will stop on the first down after a three-yard game. 30 and a half seconds to go. Lions have no timeouts left. Tomlin again looking at the sideline. Beecham comes out wide to the left along. He's going to line up in the slot. Panky to the slot left. 15 seconds to go. Remember, wind at the back. Handoff goes to Williamson. Williamson off the right side. He's going to be brought down at the 48-yard line. Gain of two. And that'll do it for the end of the first half of play. So the Lions decide they'll just go ahead and run the clock out. And that is the end of the first half of play for Manchester on homecoming. It was a slow first quarter, but in the second quarter, the Lions picked things up, and they lead it by a score of 26 to nothing. Chayton Tomlin becoming the all-time career touchdown leader in passing in the Heartland Conference, and he is right now about six yards shy of reaching 10,000 in his career. As we head into the half on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, coming up at the half, Joel Klatt on who he thinks the number one team in the country is in college football. And Luke Fickle, whose Bearcats play Houston later on this afternoon. I'm Dave Mitchell. Your score here at the half from Manchester. It is Mount St. Joseph 26 and Manchester nothing. Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. With a pool of thousands of screened applicants, we can support your company with employees who have the skills needed to get the job done right, ranging from general labor to skilled machine operators. What differentiates Minutemen Staffing from other staffing agencies? We help reduce costs associated with hiring personnel, as well as the indirect costs that accompany them. Minutemen covers all payroll taxes and workers' compensation costs, plus unemployment insurance on each employee we provide. Minutemen can fill your employee needs without the time and effort on your part, allowing you to concentrate your efforts 
on making your company more profitable. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 513-579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Welcome back to Manchester. I'm Dave Mitchell. We're at halftime of this afternoon's ball game here in the Heartland Conference between the Mount St. Joseph Lions and the Manchester Spartans. Well, taking a look at the Division Three. Top 25 college football rankings for this, the week number five of the college football season. Mary Harden Baylor is on top of things with a 4-0 and mark. Mount Union is right behind. They garnered six first-place votes. It's very unusual to see the Purple Raiders in the second position of the Division Three college football poll, but that's where they've been for most of this season. UW-Whitewater out of Wisconsin is also perfect at 4-0. and They're at number three. Then comes St. John's and Wheaton, Illinois, round out the top five. They are also at 4-0. and The team in the top ten with the best records, well, Muhlenberg has got a 5-0 and mark along with Barry. North Central out of Illinois, they're in the same region as Mount St. Joseph right now. They are in the number nine position with a record of 3-1, and and rounding out the top ten is Ithaca out of New York, and they are in with a 4-0 and mark. John Carroll here in the state of Ohio up near Cleveland. They're ranked 16th this week at 3-1. and one. And Case Western Reserve is in at number 25. They are perfect at 4-0 and oh on the season. Now, number 24, Trine, dropped out of the top 25 this week. And other teams around the state of Ohio and inside the state of Ohio that are receiving votes, Wittenberg, Baldwin-Wallace, Washington and Jefferson out of Pennsylvania, Wabash out of Indiana, Hope, and Trine also received some votes. Well, in Division One college football action this afternoon, Cincinnati's going to be playing Houston today. That game is going to kick off at 3.30 in Houston. The Bearcats are coming in after a 27-24 win over UCF last Saturday. Luke Fickle, the head coach of the Bearcats, was extremely happy after the game last Saturday evening, and he is ready for Houston here today. First and foremost, I know it's obviously a great game and everything's better that ends the way you want it to end. Uh, but all in all, I mean, from the student section to the 40-some thousand that we had in the stands uh, to the game itself, I told our guys afterwards, it's not just the victory. Obviously, the victory is first and foremost and most important. But um, the energy, the atmosphere in there that the, that the students created, that the fans created, and really that our team created. And I, because of the way they play, but also because of that sideline, I think is what made that so special. Uh, 
the win obviously cap, capitalizes or caps off everything. But I want our guys to remember uh, that it's not just about that. It's also about that energy, that atmosphere, the things that they really, really love and enjoy. Uh, those are the things that they'll remember forever. Yes, the victory and things like that, uh, but that's when the things really are starting to roll, and, and you feel the momentum and the energy, and not just in the locker room, but in the community and on the football field and in the student body. Uh, so it's really, really special to have two guys, because of the weekend, because of the Friday night, be uh, players of the week in the, in the conference with Jarrell White, uh, defensive player of the week, and then James Smith with special teams player of the week. <clears throat> It's just a recognition. Uh, those guys did an un- unbelievable job, but the job that the entire team did, you know, to, to give ourselves a situation, James, to, to punt the ball inside the 10-yard line four times, to change really uh, c- the complexion of the game and make them have to drive long distances because they, they are very explosive offensively. And then for Jarrell to come up with some of the plays he did, obviously the big pick down in the red zone. Uh, there could have been a few guys. They could have obviously been players of the week. You know, with Ahmad Gardner with the pick six and, and Cam Jeffries with a, with a pick run back 57 yards all in the red zone. Uh, there were huge, huge plays, but I think what that shows you is, uh, those might be right there. Two of them were guys that maybe didn't start. You know, Ahmad Gardner and, and Jarrell in some ways would say, well, he's not a star. Yeah, he is. You know, we, we've got maybe 17 starters in a lot of ways. And, and I think that's the way we look at it. And when you have those kinds of things, there's a lot of positives that are going on that, that sometimes get overshadowed by just an incredible victory, uh, an incredible team win. But there's a lot of things, that the selfless play of a lot of guys that uh, I think is what really makes me feel good about what's going on in this program and this team. That Cincinnati-Houston game will be getting underway at 3.30 this afternoon, and I did make one mistake. Cincinnati did beat UCF last Friday night, not last Saturday. Ohio State is off today after a big win over Michigan State last Saturday night. They won easily and had over 290 yards rushing in just the second quarter of that ball game. And after the contest, Joel Klatt of Fox Sports has decided that the Buckeyes should be the number one team in the country, according to the polls. The most impressive team in the country is the Ohio State Buckeyes. I think that most people are getting on board with this. I've been saying it for a month, but, you know, cool, guys, for getting on board. By the way, the the fact that the AP poll still has them at third, and they're slowly creeping up. They're tied with Georgia in the AP poll at third. The fact that I believe it's still 12 votes for Clemson as number one, does that sound right? 15 votes for Clemson at number one in the AP poll to this point in the season. A team that I told you earlier in this show deserves to be no higher than eighth, even though I've got a recency bias that puts them at sixth. Your 15 votes should be stripped. I'll keep saying it until you change your vote, because there's been nothing on the field this year that should in any way tell you that Clemson is the number one team in the country. Not one. You cannot provide me with one argument of why Clemson should be the number one team in the country. And it's that vote with not one argument that means that you should have your AP poll vote stripped away from you, because that's absolutely ridiculous. My vote would go to Ohio State if I voted in the poll, which I don't. Why? Because I think the poll sucks. Ohio State is unbelievable. They're great on defense with Chase Young, eight and a half sacks. That's second in the country. They also have uh, several other pass rushers that can absolutely wreck games. Their quarterback, Justin Fields, leading the country in total TDs with 26. J.K. Dobbins in the top three in the country rushing the football. They've got great wide receivers that they can distribute 
anywhere. They've got a great five-star tre- uh, freshman in, in Wilson. They've got Austin Mack. They've got K.J. Hill. They've got Chris Olave, who is a star. They've got Benjamin Victor. I mean, the list goes on, okay? Their offensive line is doing a heck of a job. Their secondary uh, features three, four NFL guys. That's the best team in the country. They lead the country in point differential. I know they haven't played great teams, but Michigan State's better than anybody that Alabama has played. Michigan State is better than anybody that Oklahoma has played. Certainly better than anybody Clemson has played. And you're like, what, didn't Clemson play Texas A&M? Yeah, they played Texas A&M. A&M's got three wins against Texas State, Lamar, and Arkansas. That's an Arkansas State or an Arkansas team that lost to San Jose State by seven. So get out of here, Aggie fans. Your team is not great, and it's not a resume builder. Kudos for Kirk Herbstreit calling him out in that car video. I don't know if you saw that, but he's absolutely right. Kyle Field, better in environment than it is in toughness because your team is exactly what it has been since Big 12 days. Average. Look at your records. A&M is an average team. That's why that win for Clemson is not that great. That's why the win for Auburn is not that great. Meanwhile, Ohio State took Michigan State. Michigan State had been giving up about 250 yards per game. What did Ohio State do? They gained 296 in the second quarter alone. That's an explosive team that leads the nation in point differential and I think is fabulous at number one. The Buckeyes, of course, came in this week in the Associated Press poll, ranked number three. Clemson is number one and Alabama is number two. Alabama is going to be playing number 24, Texas A&M. That game is going to kick off at 3.30 this afternoon. Clemson, number two in the country. They are at Florida State, and that game will kick off at 3.30. Also out of the Big Ten, that game at 3.30, it is Michigan State at Wisconsin. Wisconsin ranked eighth this week. Arizona State is entertaining Washington State out of the Pac-12 and out of the Southern Conference, Texas Tech, will be entertaining number 22, Baylor. That game is going to kick off at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Oklahoma is playing Texas today, and that game is going to have major implications on the Heisman Trophy race, according to, again, Fox Sports television analyst Joel Klatt. In my estimation, when you look at the Heisman Trophy, you start thinking about who's the most valuable for their team, who's the best player in college football, you know, what do they do with the ball in their hands. Did you know that on an action play for Jalen Hurts, so if he's throwing the ball or running the ball, he is leading the country in yards per action play. It's over 12 yards. That's insane. This guy is second in the country in rushing yards per attempt. He's first in the country in passing yards per attempt. You can go down the list. Tua has been sensational. Five touchdowns in three straight games for Tua. I'm telling you, the class of Heisman candidates this year is a lot like the class of national championship candidates this year and contenders this year. It's deep. This is as deep and as good of a field at the top end in college football, guys, as we've had in a long time. So that's why this is so important for Jalen Hurts. Not only is he playing another guy who could be in the discussion in Sam Ellinger and should be in the discussion, but we've got such a deep field that if you play your way out at this point in the season, I don't know if there's going to be an opportunity to get back in. that discussion. There was that opportunity for Kyler Murray last year. He took advantage late in the season. I don't think that that opportunity is going to be afforded Jalen. So when it comes to the Heisman Trophy, either of these guys have to win this game on Saturday in that Cotton Bowl. In college football action this evening, Notre Dame is going to be at home against Southern California. That game's going to be on NBC tonight. That game will kick off at 7.30. The Fighting Irish ranked ninth in the country this week. Penn State 
is at number 17, Iowa. That's a big game out of the Big Ten. That game will kick off at 7.30 on ABC. Penn State comes in ranked 10th in the country. Number 5, LSU, is going to entertain number 7, Florida. That game will be on ESPN tonight at 8 o'clock. Also at 8 o'clock, Utah is at Oregon State, and Virginia will be at Miami. Virginia comes in at number 20 on this week's poll. At 10 o'clock on college football action tonight, Oregon, number 13 in the country, will be hosting Colorado. And Hawaii is going to be on the road, and that will be against number 14, Boise State. That game kicks off on ESPN2 at 10.15 tonight. Number 12, Auburn, and number 21, SMU, are off this evening. Of course, tomorrow is the NFL schedule, and here's a look at the games that are going on tomorrow. Of course, the Bengals will be on the road with their 0-5 mark. They're going to be in Baltimore taking on the first place, Ravens, that game is at 1 o'clock. In other games at 1 o'clock, Washington will be at Miami. Philadelphia goes to Minnesota. It's Seattle in Cleveland to take on the Browns. New Orleans will be playing at Jacksonville. And Houston goes to Kansas City. In the 405 games, Atlanta is at Arizona. San Francisco goes to L.A. to take on the Rams. At 425, Tennessee will be at Denver. And Dallas travels to New York to take on the Jets. The Sunday night game has Pittsburgh playing in Los Angeles against the Chargers. And in the Monday night game, Detroit will be at Green Bay. That's a look at what's happening in college football and the NFL for this weekend. I'm Dave Mitchell. We're at halftime of this afternoon's ball game between the Mount St. Joseph Lions and the Manchester Spartans. We'll be back with more second half action coming up next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mount St. Joseph University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, the Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University are employed, enrolled in graduate studies, or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Dave Mitchell back here at Manchester where the Lions are leading it here at the half. 26 to nothing over the Manchester Spartans and it has been a record-setting performance for the Lions and especially Jayton Tomlin as he has become the new Heartland Conference career touchdown passer with those two touchdown passes here earlier this afternoon. Of course, that is unofficial, but uh, nonetheless, he has got the two touchdown passes that puts him ahead of Chase Burton, who 
played for, of course, Franklin University. The Lions are on top of it here by the score of 26 to nothing. There's a big upset brewing in Division I college football this afternoon, and that is in Georgia, where South Carolina is leading Georgia 17 to nothing with 5.33 remaining to go in that ballgame. Georgia came into it the number three ranked team in the country. Elsewhere in games that are going on this afternoon, Oklahoma is leading Texas 20 to 17. They're just entering the fourth quarter. Michigan also just entering the fourth quarter, leading over Illinois 28 to 17. Memphis just a couple of points behind Temple 30 to 28. The Owls leading that ball game with 10 minutes to go in it this afternoon. Now in the Heartland Conference this afternoon, there are three other games going on today. Franklin is leading Anderson 35 to 7. That's at halftime. Hanover over Defiance 28 to nothing. That is at halftime. And Rose Holman and Bluffton also at halftime. They are knotted up at 7-7. And of course, the Beavers will be in Cincinnati next weekend at Schuler Field to take on the Mount St. Joseph Lions. I'm Dave Mitchell. 26 nothing. Lions lead it over the Spartans. We'll be back with second half action right after this. University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, the Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University are employed, enrolled in graduate studies, or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu. Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. What makes Minutemen Staffing different? The people. Minutemen Staffing has learned never to take a customer for granted. We feel a sense of honor and humility, giving you an opportunity to work. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing. Call today, 579-0010. Only two games remain for the Mount St. Joseph Lions this season, and next week is one. The Bluffton Beavers come to Schuler Field next Saturday to take on the Lions. Two years ago, a loss to the Beavers at home cost the Lions a share of the Heartland Conference title. This is Dave Mitchell. If you can't make the game, join Dan Benjamin and me with all the action starting at 12.30 with Rewind. 1 o'clock is pregame and the kickoff at 1.30. The Lions entertain Bluffton next Saturday, and you can hear it all starting at 12.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, in that first half of action, Chayton Tomlin, not only with those two touchdown passes, but he also was 11 of 17 passing for 161 yards and two touchdowns in the ballgame. As we said, Cornell Beach, and boy, what an afternoon he's having. Three touchdowns so far, eight rushes for 43 yards, averaging five and a half yards a carry. And Cornell also has three receptions for 55 yards, so he's got almost uh, 100 yards in total offense and three 
touchdowns here on the afternoon. Meanwhile, Donovan Henderson has been all that he was advertised to be. 16 carries, 82 yards on the afternoon and rushing for the senior running back from Manchester. And Austin Roberts is passing 6 of 15 so far this afternoon. He's got 35 yards passing, one interception, no touchdowns so far on the afternoon. And he has spread the wealth around, although Donovan Henderson has caught three three passes. Lathrop, Greer, and Peterson have each caught one. As far as Tomlin is concerned, passing-wise, well, he has spread the wealth around to six different receivers. Cornell Beecham with three catches, along with Panky, he's got three catches. Chandler Kinhalt has got two, and then Nick Murphy, Austin Brock, and Cooper Earls, each with one catch here this afternoon. Lions lead it 26 nothing here in the beginning, the second half of action, and the Lions will be getting the kickoff to start things out here in the second half. And with 2.54 remaining, keeping a close eye on that Georgia game, right now Georgia is losing to South Carolina, 17-10, 2.54 remaining to go in that one. Kindler will kick this one off. Kibler will kick it off. Lions will be going from right to left across your computer screen to begin this third quarter of action. They'll have the wind to their back up 26-0, and the kick is going to be taken in by Troy Speakman. Speakman is 15 to the 20, right up the far side to the 25-30, and he's going to be run out of bounds across the 40 and brought down at the 43-yard line, and that's where the Lions will start it out. First and 10 at their own 43-yard line. It will be Lions ball first down at 10 at their own 43 Tomlin. He told you what he was in that first half of action. 11 of 17 for two touchdown passes. And he's got Cornell Beecham. He'll line up in the backfield right behind him. Tomlin out of the shotgun. That's what he is always in the shotgun, except when he goes into the victory formation. He's going to throw it out into the left side. It's complete to Cooper Earls on the run. He'll take it up to midfield and be brought down at the... Right at midfield, just across the midfield strike. Gain of eight on that reception. And that should put Chayton Tomlin over 10,000 yards in his career passing. He needed six, that's eight. 10,000 yards now for Chayton Tomlin. He's the all-time career passing leader at the mound. Hand off to Beecham right up the middle. Boy, he just keeps churning. He's close to a first down near the 48-yard line. Looks like he's going to be shy of it by about a yard, though. They'll give him two yards on the carry. The Lions started going to Beecham at the running back position last week against Defiance. It was just a little wrinkle that they wanted to show the Yellow Jackets, and it's worked out so well. They've stuck with it here this afternoon. Ball in the near hash mark, third and less than a yard. Beecham off the right hip of Tomlin. He gets the handoff off left guard, and he's going to pick up the first down. Struggles forward. He's going to be down to the 44. Ball came loose on the play, but the linesman had already blown the play dead. Three yards on the carry and a first down for the Lions. 13.40 left to go in this third quarter of play. Lions lead at 26 nothing. Came into the ball game averaging 46 points per game with a high water mark last week of 59. Beecham now to the left of Tomlin. Ball in the near hash mark. Earls comes out 
to the near side. Trips out to the far side for the Lions. Ken Hall all the way out to the far side. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin's going to run it up the middle. Got a lot of green. He's got it in the Manchester territory to the 40. Cuts to the far side to the 30. 35. And he's going to be knocked out of bounds. And a flag is going to be thrown. Three of them. Boy, Tomlin took a lick after he had already ran out of bounds. But he pops up right away. And he was run out of bounds at about the 20-yard line. We'll make it the, they'll mark him at the 24. But another 15-yard penalty will mark it even further. And it's going to be against Manchester, a late hit. Tomlin popped up right away, but boy, he took a lick by Nick Tillman out of Lawrenceburg, Indiana. He's near Cincinnati. You'd think he'd be a little kinder to <laughs> Tomlin, but nope. So it's first and ten for the Lions. After the penalty, half the distance to the goal takes it down to the 12-yard line. Beecham moves over to the left-hand side of Tomlin. Ball on the far hash mark. Earls and Panky out to the left-hand side. Miner lines up slot right with... Ken hauled out wide to the right. Now moving in motion is Earls to the line of scrimmage. Dropping back, Tomlin takes the snap. Throws it into the end zone, and it is incomplete. Boy, he had minor wide open, but the pocket basically collapsed around Tomlin, and he just had to get rid of it and couldn't get it to minor. And the ball fell incomplete. 12.37 to go in the third quarter. It'll bring up second down 10 from the Manchester 13-yard line. Tomlin trying to shake off the effects of that hit, taking his time. Play clock down to 15, trips out to the near side. Beecham to the left of Tomlin. Handoff goes to Beecham around the left-hand side, picks up a block by Jake Kaiser, takes it inside the 13. He'll be run out of bounds at about the 11-yard line. And it will bring up, after a gain of five on the carry for Beecham, Make it six. They'll give him six on the carry. Brings up third down and four yards to go. Clock continues to move. Lions comfortably in front, 26-0. Tomlin looks over to the sideline as the play clock ticks down to about 15. And the Lions with two receivers out to the near side. That's Earls and Panky out to the... Far side, moving in motion is Ken Halt and Miner dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looking for Miner into the end zone. Ball was knocked down at the line of scrimmage and knocked away incomplete. It'll bring up fourth down. And the Lions will bring in the field goal unit and Spencer Dufresne. So the incompletion brings up fourth down, four yards to go. Dufresne comes in to attempt a field goal. They'll spot it at the 12-yard line, making it a 22-yard attempt. He's four of six in field goals this year. He's got the wind to his back. All in the far hash mark. And the ball is down. The kick by Dufresne is up, and it is no good wide left. Pulled it to the left. 11.40 to go in this first third quarter of play. Excuse me, and the score is Mount St. Joseph 26. Manchester, nothing. Mount St. Joseph University is the Catholic University on a mission to give education greater purpose. Located on the west side of Cincinnati, the Mount is dedicated to helping students become competent, compassionate, critical thinkers, ready to make a meaningful impact on the world. Nearly 99% of those who earn a degree from Mount St. Joseph University are employed, 
enrolled in graduate studies, or volunteering within six months of graduation. Discover your mission by visiting msj.edu. Well, the Lions turn it over on downs. Manchester takes it over first and ten at their own 20-yard line, and they hand it all, the ball off right up the middle to Donovan Henderson, and Henderson takes it out to the 23-yard line. Gain of three on the play. Brings up second and seven. South Carolina and Georgia with a minute and a half to go in the ball game are now knotted up at 17. So Georgia has come back from a touchdown deficit, and they've tied things up. 11.05 to go here in the third quarter. Lions lead at 26 nothing. Henderson, 16 carries on the afternoon, 82 yards, averaging five yards a crack. And he's got second down, six yards to go. Roberts, hand off to Henderson again. He'll take it off the right guard this time, breaks a tackle, and he's going to be spun down outside the 25 to the 29-yard line. Brought down by Peyton Lugers. 10.42 left to go in the third quarter. And that brings up third down and a yard to go after a three-yard gain. Manchester content to just use up as much clock as they can, I guess, because they're taking a lot of time inside the huddle. Play clock now down to 10. Greer goes out wide to the left-hand side. Antoine comes out wide right. Roberts on third in the yard. Hand off to Henderson. He'll be hit behind the line, but he spins around. Guck's got a hold of him. He's going to struggle forward, and I don't think he got the first down. They're going to mark him down right at the line of scrimmage. Boy, immediately he was hit in the backfield by Williams and Guck, and Kandra came up to put the finishing touches on him. It's going to be fourth in a yard, and I think Nate Jensen's going to say, we're not even going to take a chance here. We're going to punt the football away into the wind. And they will. They'll bring in Kibler, and he's going to punt the football away. Nice play defensively by the Lions to stop them on fourth or on third down in a yard. Nine and a half remaining. Kibler, again the rugby. He's going to run the fake. Now he's going to go ahead and kick it. It's going to be taken in by Speakman. He dropped the football at the 45. Lost it. Ball still loose. Looked like Murphy may have jumped on it. Manchester's fighting for it. Let's see what's going on. Flag on the play. Looked like Noah Abel may have pulled somebody down by the face mask. Boy, there's a flag on the play. Ball still loose. Let's see what's going on. Manchester's saying they've got it. There's no signal by the official yet. As we're waiting to see what's going on, but the Manchester player came up with it. I haven't seen a signal as to who's got the football yet. The officials are going to talk things over as far as what the penalty is about. But it's interesting because Manchester came out of the pile with the football, but the officials have yet to signal who recovered the ball. Noah Abel definitely had a flag thrown against him. It looked like he reached in and grabbed somebody and just pulled him off the pile and threw him down. The officials still conferring on this with 9.21 left to go in the third quarter. That would be an interesting call. Now Tyler Hopperton is coming over. He'd like to know what's happening. Nate Jensen on the near side here. He'd like to know. So you got a pair of head coaches that are completely in the dark about what's happening while the officials try to sort it out near midfield. Troy Speakman just tried to grab the football with one hand and ended up muffing it. And 
<laughs> somebody up here in the press box just said delay of game on the officials. And they're continuing to discuss it. Now that's going to break up, and let's see what they've got. There are two fouls on the play. During the kick, we have a personal foul, 18. That will be declined due to the result of the play. Manchester recovered after the play. All right, so there were two fouls on the play, both against the mount. Troy Speakman for unsportsmanlike conduct. That was declined. The unsportsmanlike against Noah Abel was accepted. Manchester did recover the football, so they will have it. And the 15-yard penalty from the spot of the recovery will take it down to the 32-yard line in mount territory. And Manchester will get a reprieve, and they get the football back. And they'll come out, moving from left to right across your computer screen. And they're going to send trips out to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark. Ball set for play. Henderson in the backfield with Roberts. Ball at the mount, 32-yard line for the Spartans. Dropping back is Roberts. Roberts looks over the middle. He's going to sling it out to the left-hand side. Complete to Peterson all alone to the 25-20. And he's going to be upended by Troy Speakman and brought down at the 17-yard line. 15 yards on the completion to the tight end, Peterson. And it gives Manchester a first down. Peterson from Indianapolis, Warren Central High School. He's a six foot, 215-pound sophomore. A lot of sophomores on this lineup for Manchester. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Antoine. Wide right, Greer. Henderson to the right of Roberts. Now moving in motion is Antoine. He's going to get the handoff. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. He's got a receiver. Greer wide open. Touchdown. Boy, Noah Abel just got burnt badly. They handed the ball off on the what appeared to be the jet sweep to Greer. And then Greer, or excuse me, Antoine. And Antoine then threw the ball to Greer in the end zone. And he was wide open. Noah Abel bit on the fake. And Greer was wide open in the end zone for the score. So it's 29-6, 8.37 remaining. The fumble comes back to bite the mount. And Kibler will come in to attempt the extra point. Good snap. Kick is up. And it is good. 8.37 remaining in the third. It's now Mount St. Joseph 26, Manchester 7. Miniman Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. What makes Minutemen Staffing different? The people. Minutemen Staffing has learned never to take a customer for granted. We feel a sense of honor and humility, giving you an opportunity to work. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today, 579-0010. Well, the Lions got just a little bit complacent, not only on that trying to receive the punt, but also defensively and lost their composure and it cost them a touchdown and now they lead it 26 to 7 with 837 remaining to go in the third quarter still a lot of time remaining but Manchester is going to have to make the most of what they have as far as possessions are concerned because they love to throw or excuse me they love to run the football Speakman and Beachman are back to return this kickoff from Kibler 
as he's kicking into the wind. And Kibler is going to be held up by the wind. And coming in at Speakman, he'll catch it at about the 26. Spun out of bounds at about the 30-yard line. Boy, that ball took off like a shot. And then the wind got a hold of it and hung it up. So with the ball at the 31-yard line, that's where the mount will have it, starting first and 10 offensively. And with 28 seconds to go in that South Carolina-Georgia game, they are still tied up at 17 apiece. Tomlin into the ball game. They've got Michael Williamson in the backfield now. Ken Halt goes out wide to the right. Beecham lines up in the slot left this time. Panky along with Earls out on the left-hand side. Lines with the wind to their back, hand off to Williamson right up the middle, and Williamson puts his head down, struggles forward up to the 33-yard line for a gain of about two. Brings up second down, eight yards to go. Franklin leading Anderson 35-7. to That's just at the beginning of the third quarter. Hanover blanking defiance, 28-0, and Rose Holman has taken a touchdown lead, 14-7 over Bluffton with nine and a half remaining in the third quarter. To the left of Tomlin is Williamson out of the shotgun. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back, Tomlin looks out to the right. He's going to throw it up the right side. It's complete to Kinhalt, and then he dropped the football. Kinhalt dropped it after he was hit by Nick Tillman. Again from Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Came right up, stripped Kinhalt of the football, brings up third down, eight yards to go. Lions at their own 33-yard line. This is not one of these games where you just want to let your foot up off the pedal. We said that was one of the keys for this ball game. And the Lions right now want to keep their foot on the accelerator. Receivers out wide on both sides. Panky out wide to the left. Beecham here on the near side in the slot. Dropping back Tomlin on third and eight. Looks over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Panky. Panky caught the football out to the 43-yard line, and it's a first down for the Lions after a 10-yard completion from Tomlin to Panky. They'll give him out to the 44-yard line. First time, really, the Lions have gone down the middle in this game. Panky and Beecham come out to the near side. Ball in the center of the field. Receivers out wide. On the far side, dropping back Tomlin, handoff to Williamson on the draw. He's going to take it across midfield into Manchester territory, across the 45 to the 44-yard line. That's 12 on the carry for Williamson, and another first down for the Lions. So now they've got their offense moving. Williamson got five carries this afternoon for 29 yards. Lions have run the football well here today. Split receivers out on both sides. Tomlin throws out in the left flat. Complete to Panky off a block by Beecham. Panky across the 35, and he'll take it down to the 31-yard line before he is knocked out of bounds. And he's knocked out of bounds by Michael Cross from Arcadia, Indiana. But that's a first down for the Lions. After a 14-yard reception by Panky and a nice block. Followed the block of Beecham very well. Williamson with the ball on the near side is to the left of Tomlin. Panky looking over to the sideline, getting the play call. Trips out to the far side. Play clock down to seven. Tomlin takes it, 
Pump fake to the right. He's going to roll out to the left. He's going to throw the ball. It got knocked free, and it's taken away by Manchester. It goes out of bounds, and did they recover it before it went out of bounds? Let's see. Boy, the officials are right on top of it. I'm not sure if they got it before it went out of bounds or not. No, no signal as of yet. The officials are going to talk this one over again. Tomlin, not sure if his arm was coming forward or not, but, boy, this could be a very, very big call here. And let's see. And it is going to be a recovery by Manchester. They did get it before the ball went out of bounds. And Tyler Hopperton, pardon the pun, is hopping mad right now. He has got his arms crossed and is stomping over on the sideline. I, be honest with you, it was over here on the Manchester sideline. You couldn't tell with all of the players involved as to whether or not they did recover it prior to it going out of bounds. But nonetheless, Manchester is going to have the football after the second fumble recovery here in the second half at their own 38-yard line, first and 10. Henderson with Roberts in the backfield. Henderson gets the handoff right up the middle. He's going to spin away from a tackle across the 40, out to the 45, and struggles forward to the 46-yard line. And now another flag is thrown. And I think that's going to be another unsportsmanlike against Noah Abel. And if that's the case, he's going to be thrown out of the game. And then one official came in, and I think it had something to do with the... The mouth guard, as he was signaling that. But again, it's getting a little chippy out there here in this third quarter. Let's see what the play call, what the penalty call is going to be. That is against. Yep, Noah Abel has just been kicked out of the ball game. That was his second unsportsmanlike conduct penalty of the game. Loudermilk is going to come in to take his place. Boy, and you can bet Abel is going to get an earful from Rick Thompson, and he is right now. Just a couple of things that you shouldn't do in a game like this. Already up 26-7, to and the Lions, after the second unsportsmanlike conduct penalty against Abel, the 15-yarder will knock it into their own territory to the 39-yard line. So Manchester has it in Mount Territory at the 39. One thing Rick Thompson has not done here this afternoon a lot of is blitz. And they're going to ask the official what Abel did. And basically, according to the official, Abel threw him down to the ground, threw one of the players down to the ground. So that's the explanation. Roberts, fake handoff, drops back, looks up the right side. He's got a man out there, and it is almost intercepted by Luger's and incomplete. They're going to pick on Luger, or excuse me, pick on Loudermilk, excuse me, right away after coming in for Abel. They went deep on Loudermilk, but Loudermilk played it well. Second down, 10 yards to go for Manchester. Like I was saying, we have not seen the Lions blitz a lot here this afternoon. They did on one-fourth down play, but that's the last time I can remember they did it. Roberts, 7 of 17 passing for just 49 yards here today. One interception, and he went deep that time. Second down, 10 from the 40. Hand off to Henderson. Roberts is going to keep it around the left-hand side on a nice fake. Inside the 35, and a flag is down. Thrown at the interior of the line against Manchester. And Henderson is 
looking at his offensive line saying, what are you guys doing? So that's going to negate a nice pickup of eight yards by Roberts. Boy, this third quarter, after being a well-played ball game early, this third quarter has been just flag-filled. And let's see, as the officials are going to continue to talk it over. Sometime today you've got to make a call. And unsportsmanlike is going to be called against Manchester this time against one of the interior linemen. So that 15-yarder will knock it back. Outside the... 45-yard line back to the 48-yard line. So it'll bring up second down and about 19 yards to go. I'll check that. Where are they going to mark it at? Yep, right there at the 48. It'll bring up second down, 19 yards to go for Manchester. Lions have really played conservatively as far as their defense is concerned here today. Third down, 19 or Check it, second down. I think it's second down. It is second down, 19. Flip out into the flat to Henderson. Henderson collects it in at midfield. He's going to struggle forward to the 45. That'll be a gain of three on the reception. And that'll bring up, well, it was third down. And now it is fourth down and make it 16 yards to go. So the Lions defense bends but does not break and they'll Kibler will come in for Manchester to punt it away. Speakman is going to drop back at about his own 10-yard line as they'll punt it away from the 44. Kibler again, rugby style, and that's the best punt that he's had today. At least hang time is concerned. It'll hit at the 20 inside the 15, and it'll be down at the 11-yard line. That's going to be a 34-yard punt. 5-11 to go in the third. It's now 26-7, Mount St. Joseph. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, the Lions starting out first and 10 from their own 11-yard line, and they hand off up the middle to Cornell Beecham, and Beecham loses about a yard on the play, takes it back to the 10-yard line, and it'll be second down, 11 yards to go. Lions backed up near their own goal line. Tomlin out of the shotgun, moves Beecham off to the right. Manchester showing a blitz. They flip it out into the right-hand side to Beecham across the 10 to the 15, 20 up the far side to the 25, 30, 35. He's a midfielder. He's gone. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. 90 yards on the reception to Cornell Beecham. He broke a couple of tackles at the line of scrimmage, and then he was gone. Boy, what a change of ex- <laughs> What a change just that last 30 seconds made, and the Lions now jump back out on top of it, 32-7 to after a 90-yard touchdown pass to Cornell Beecham, his fourth touchdown 
of the afternoon, both receiving and running. In to attempt the extra point is Dufresne, puts it up, and it is good. 4.46 left to go in the third. It's now Mount St. Joseph 33 and the Spartans 7. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Cornell Beecham with four touchdowns here this afternoon, three receiving, one rushing. And it's 33-7, Lions on top of it with 4.46 remaining. Chayton Tomlin has got three touchdown passes here today as Murray tees the ball up, but it blows off of the tee again. and So the Lions will bring in Lugers to hold it. Chico Ward back set to return this one for Manchester. Lions with the wind to their back leading it. 33-7, to and Murray kicks it off, and it's a high end-over-end kick that will be taken in by Ward at his 10. Right up the middle to the 15-20, and he'll struggle forward to about the 26-yard line. Boy, a lot of chippiness going on away from the ball and away from scrums throughout this third quarter. It's led to Noah Abel being kicked out of the ball game. At their own 30-yard line, correct, 25-yard line. 439 left to go. And the Lions lead at 33-7. Lions will be home for Bluffton next Saturday afternoon. Hope to see you there. Hope to have a packed house at Schuler Field next Saturday for this unbeaten Lions football team. Powers in the backfield with Henderson. And fake handoff. Powers looks upfield. He's going to flip it out across the middle, and it is incomplete through the hands of Greer. Greer's a leading receiver, but today he's got more drops than catches. 434 remaining, and it's second down, 10 yards to go. Roberts, he slings the football. He's a left-hander, but he throws it not even three-quarters. I mean, if you were looking at it, you'd have to say it's about five-eighths of how he throws the football. Take a look at the scoreboard here in just a second, both on D3 and in the Heartland Conference. Roberts, handoff up the middle to Henderson. Henderson's going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage, and he'll be thrown down by David Guck again. And also for the Lions in the tackle, Alvin Burke. Make a third down, call it 10 yards to go. Franklin on top of Anderson, 42-7. Hanover blanking Defiance, 35-0. Hanover has blanked Defiance and Anderson, and it's been 105 to nothing over the last three quarters. And Rose Holman 20 to 7 over Bluffton. They beat Anderson last week 70 to nothing. Moving in motion is Peterson to the left wing on third and 10. Ball at the 26 yard line. Roberts looking over the middle. No rush. Now he gets knocked out of the pocket. He's going to have to throw the ball upfield, and it's going to be taken down by T- Lathrop and Lathrop. Caught the ball out near the 34-yard line, but he's shy of the first down by about two yards. 
and he was immediately hit by Sean Sullivan, and they'll bring in the punting unit. Nate Jensen will go ahead and just punt the football away. Here with 3.36 and running left to go in the third quarter. Lions on top of it. 33-7. Speakman drops back. Kibler's had a tough time punting the football. And he gets that one away against the wind. Nice spiral. Speakman's going to fair catch it at the 33-yard line, and that's where they will start. 41 yards on the punt. Best punt of the day by Kibler. And with 3.18 remaining in the third, Lions will take over the football. As far as Division I football is concerned, they're in overtime. Georgia and South Carolina tied up at 17. Oklahoma is beating up on Texas now, 34 to 24, 19 remaining. Michigan looks like they're going to come away with a win over Illinois, 35-25, seven minutes to go in that one. And Temple defeated Memphis this afternoon by two, 30 to 28. Ohio State off today. Cincinnati plays Houston at 3:30. Hand off to Beecham around the left hand side. Stop and go. Gets hit. He's going to break a couple of tackles. Now cuts it back to the 30, and he'll be brought down there after a three yard loss. Beecham will never give up on a play, no matter what. He breaks more tackles than most guys most guys get tackled in a year. And he lost two yards on that. And he takes it back to the 30-yard line. That will bring up second down, 12 yards to go for the Lions. Paul Miner will check out of the ball game. Cooper Earls is in. Beecham lines up in the backfield. Banky goes out to the right-hand side along with Murphy and Brock. And the handoff goes to Beecham right up the middle. Cuts it to the 35, 40, 45, 50. He almost broke that one and was brought down in Manchester territory at the 46-yard line. Brought down by Arvante Neal. Boy, that was a touchdown-saving tackle by Neal. It's a first down for the Lions at the 46 of Manchester, 215 and running left to go in the third. Beecham, if you don't watch out, he's going to rush for 100 yards here today. He's got 14 carries today, 74 yards with a long of 24, and that was it. Beecham to the left of Tomlin, first and 10. Hand off to Beecham again, right up the middle. Breaks another tackle, cuts it down to the 40-yard line. He's inside the 40. That's going to be a gain of six on the carry for Beecham. And it brings up second down and four yards to go. Three receiving touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, 15 carries, 81 yards on the afternoon. Been quite a day for him, and he'll probably, when he keeps this up, boy, what awards will be coming for him. Panky on the bubble screen, he gets it out across the 35 and down to the 33 yard line. That's going to be first down after a six yard completion. Takes it to the Manchester 33. Manchester will be at Franklin next week. And Franklin here today was beating up on Anderson 42 to 7. Boy, talk about Anderson. We'll talk about that after this play, what they've done over the last three quarters. They lost 70 to nothing to Hanover last week, and they've given up 42 points today. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin on first and 10. Throws over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Brock. Touchdown! 
Brocky laid it right in his bread basket. Brock took it in at about the five and went into the end zone for the score. And the Lions lead it now 39-7 with 36.1 seconds to go. And that was all because of the offensive line. Boy, they gave Tomlin all day long to throw the football. Dufresne will come in to attempt the extra point. That's a high snap, but they get it down, and the kick is up, and the kick by Dufresne is good. Austin Brock, his second touchdown of the season, his 12th reception of the year. He had a touchdown last week against Defiance, and now this week. We were talking about Anderson. Right now, the Mount leads at 40-7. to Talking about Anderson, over the last three quarters, Anderson has been outscored 112-7. to that's what's happened to Anderson over the last seven quarters of football. They were beaten by Defiance seventy to, or excuse me, by Hanover last week seventy to nothing, and they're down to Franklin this week forty-two to seven. Right now, Hanover's blanking Defiance thirty-five nothing. We told you about that. That over the last three quarters, Hanover has outscored their opponent one hundred five to nothing. And Rose Holman now has opened up a 20-7 lead with 2.25 left to go in the third quarter over Bluffton, the Mount's opponent next week. So Murray will come in to kick the football away. And it's a high end over end kick that's going to go into the end zone and be downed right there by Chico Ward. So 36.1 seconds to go in the third. And the Lions are on top of it, 40-7. to Here from Manchester. Dave Mitchell flying solo here today. It will be Spartans ball first down and 10. Blake Watson doing the volleyball game back at Mount today. Dan Benjamin, he does the home games, and Blake does the away games with me. First down, 10 yards to go from the 25-yard line. That's where... Manchester will start. Low snap, but Roberts picks it up. No rush, and he flips it out to Henderson right at the 25, and he'll be brought down by Gavin Edmondson right at the 26-yard line. He's also brought down. And number 90, Alvin Burke. And that is Alvin Burke. Just a gain of a yard. I'm not sure Manchester is even going to want to get off another play. Ten seconds to go in the third quarter, and they won't. So we've played three quarters of action here from Manchester on homecoming for the Spartans. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 40 and the Spartans 7. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin, 
and Tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Dave Mitchell back here at Manchester where the Lions lead at 40-7 to as we head into the final quarter of play. Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen here in this fourth quarter. And Roberts for Manchester, barking out the signals. Handoff to Henderson on second down and 10. Henderson cut to the left. Now he's got a cut to the right. Struggles across the 25 out to the 28, maybe the 29-yard line. They'll give him a gain of about four on the play and bring up third down and a long six. Next week, the Lions will be at home against Bluffton. And you cannot take the Beavers lightly, as learned by a couple of years ago. Greer comes out wide to the left-hand side, Lathrop slot left. Antoine is out wide to the right, ball on the far hash mark. Henderson to the right of Roberts. He's going to drop back, straight back and throw. Throws it out in the middle of the field, and it is complete to Chico Ward near the 41-yard line. He's got a first down. Gain of 11. Ward would have had a lot more if he hadn't lost his footing, slipped and fell down. It didn't rain here last night, but the field was in excellent condition out walking around it earlier. It was in excellent shape, and there's been a lot of wind here today, so it shouldn't be all that slippery, but Ward just lost his footing. We saw Roberts lose his footing earlier in the game, which caused a sack. Trips out to the far side. Ball in the center of the field on first and ten from the 41. Handoff to Henderson on the counter. Across the 45 to the 50 into Mount Territory. Across the 45. Shakes a tackle inside the 40 to the 33-yard line. 23-yard scamper by Henderson. And a first down again for Manchester with 13 and a half left to go in this third fourth quarter of play. Boy, Henderson, he is, like we said in the pregame show, he is an old-time throwback running back. He loves contact. He'll hit you rather than run around you. First and ten, ball at the 33-yard line of Mount. Roberts brings Lathrop in motion, flips it to him on the jet sweep, and he's going to slip again. Lathrop falls down at about the 37-yard line. That's going to be a loss of four. So the loss of four will make it second down and... 14 Austin yards to go. Brings up second down and 13 for the Spartans. They'll call it 13 now. They'll say he slipped and fell down at about the 36. That's where they've got it marked. Roberts. Well, South Carolina has just taken a field goal lead over Georgia in the second overtime, 20-17. to 17. Boy, that has big implications on postseason. Second down, 13 yards to go. Henderson to the left. Fake handoff. Roberts looks to the right. He's going to throw the ball out on the right side. He's got a receiver. Lathrop, and he overthrew him by a couple of yards. Incomplete on the play. And it brings up third down and 13 yards to go. Boy, Roberts, if he could have just taken a little bit off that throw, he had Lathrop open up the seam. 
12-21 remaining. And it's 40-7. Lions leading it by 33 here this afternoon over Manchester. And believe it or not, it was scoreless for the longest period of time. Third and 13, ball at the Lions' 36-yard line. Roberts moves Lathrop in motion to the near side again. Roberts takes the snap, looks up the middle. Heavy rush, gets away from one defender. Looks downfield. Now he looks to the right, throws over the middle, and it is complete on the play to Antoine. But let's see, it is going to be a completion, but he'll still be shy of the first down as it's down at the 27-yard line. That'll end up being a gain of about... 10 on the play, but bring up fourth down and five yards to go. And Nate Jensen of Manchester is going to have to go for it. Again, he's in the situation where eleven forty left to go. 40-7. to Receivers out wide on both sides. On fourth down, five yards to go from the 27 of the mount. Dropping back Roberts. Roberts looks over the middle, and it is incomplete. He threw it behind Antoinette, and the Lions will take it over on downs. 11.27 to go. It's now 40-7. to them out. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash MSOL well. Chayton Tomlin still in the ball game, and he flips it out on the left-hand side to beach him, beats him across midfield to the 40, breaks the tackle 30, 25-20. Stiff arms a man, and he's going to be down at the 14-yard line. 56 yards on the reception to Cornell Beecham. Wow. Wow, boy, he has really had a day here today. Takes it to the 14-yard line of Manchester. What in the world has gotten into Beecham today? He has had a breakout day here this afternoon. Tomlin on first down 10 from the 14. By the way, we'll tell you something here in a second about Beecham. Throw over the middle. Tomlin into the end zone. Murphy touchdown. Boy, that was too, too easy to Murphy as he just broke right over the middle. And Tomlin found him into the end zone for the score, and that makes it 46-7. to By the way, a little earlier on that 90-yard touchdown run, just got word from Sports Information Director Blake Watson, that was a school record 90-yard touchdown by Cornell Beecham earlier was a school record. Murphy with his first touchdown of the afternoon. And the Lions bring in Dufresne to attempt the extra point. It is up into the wind, and it is good. 10.42 left to go in this football game. It's now the Mount, 47, Manchester 7. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. 
The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, the Lions kick it off, and Chico Ward takes it in. He'll take it across the 20, out to the 25, and he'll be stopped down at the 28-yard line. He is brought down by number 22, Jonathan Finn. Finn with the tackle on the play, and Manchester will start first and 10 from their own 28-yard line. Shout-out to Kara George here this afternoon. Boy, what a day by Beecham. 10.35 remaining to go. Beecham, five catches, 203 yards today, and three re- touchdown re- catches. Henderson across the right-hand side. He's going to take it out across the 35 to the 39-yard line. A gain of 10 and a first down. Henderson, 24 carries, 137 yards here today. It'll be first down and 10 Spartans at their own 30. He hasn't reached half of what he got last week, or two weeks ago, excuse me, against Rose, 290 yards. That's still a good day, 130 yards rushing. Handoff up the middle. Henderson cuts it up the middle, now cuts it to the left, now back to the right. He'll take it out to the 45-yard line. That's a gain of six for Henderson. Lions are bringing in a lot of new people on the field now, defensively. Of course, Noah Abel was, had to leave the ball game. He was asked to leave by the officials, so he left the ball game earlier. Arvante Neal is into the contest for the Lions. Also into the contest, Brandon Green. He's in at free safety. Peyton Lugers at the safety position. Gavin Edmondson. Of course, he's still got Nate Stone and Sean Sullivan in at the linebacker positions and the usual guys up front. Dropping back, Roberts, he's going to hand it all off the middle to Smith, who's into the ball game. And Smith is close to getting a first down, and I think he got it out to the 49. And now the official is going to throw a flag. I think he thinks the Lions made the tackle a little bit too vociferously. I don't know. i got to tell you one thing. If you don't blow your whistle, how do you know that the play is over? And that was the kind of the situation that the Lions were in on that play, and it will be personal foul. And it's called called against the Lions, Julius Fisher. It's going to be a 15-yard penalty, and they're going to get him basically because that entire scrum got a hold of Christian Smith and basically threw him to the ground. Smith makes me look tall. He's 5'4", 180. I would tower over him, and he's the running back in right now. Now now he's out of the ballgame, and Henderson is in. 
moving in motion. Lathrop, Lathrop. As the handoff goes up the middle to Henderson, and Henderson takes it inside the 35 down to the 31-yard line. Lathrop, I think he needs to take a look at his cleats. He has slipped a few times today. He went in motion and went to cut up field and basically did the splits. They handed the ball up the middle to Henderson, and he gained six on the carry. Brings up second and four. 8.39 remaining to go. 47-7. Boy, it's nice when you're recognized for doing something. Second down, six yards to go. <laughs> Moving in motion to the near side is Ward. Handoff goes to Henderson right up the middle. Henderson on the counter, and he's going to take it inside the 30 down to the 26-yard line. That's another first down. Henderson, 27 carries, 156 yards rushing today. But the scoreboard shows 47-7. to Lions on top of it. We're under eight minutes to go in the ballgame. Ball resting at the 26th of the mount. First and goal, or first and ten, I should say, excuse me, for the Spartans. And they're bringing in new players. Back and forth. Tyler Wagner comes out to the left-hand side. Hand off to Henderson. Henderson is going to take it inside the 25 to the 21-yard line. Manchester just staying on the ground with Henderson, trying to compile the yardage for him. That's five on the play for Henderson. Brings up second down, five yards to go. Bearcats playing Houston. In Houston. And that game's going to get underway. Well, it should be getting underway right about now. Dropping back is Roberts. Roberts looks upfield. He's going to throw the ball into the flat. Complete to Lathrop. Lathrop got one foot down at the 13-yard line. That's Alex Downard, by the way. Alex Downard is in a quarterback, the senior from Indianapolis. He's a left-hander. Boy, he is identical to Roberts. By the way, in case you were wondering, that game we were keeping an eye on between South Carolina and Georgia, South Carolina won in double overtime. 20 to 17, and boy, does that put the final four into some disarray. 6.44 left to go in this one. Moving in motion is Lathrop. Downard, handoff to Henderson, right up the middle. Henderson down to the five. Number 21, Donovan. They've got him inside the five. That's a gain of seven on the play for Henderson. They can pick up a first down. Fisher with the tackle. Manchester can pick up a first down without scoring. 6.20 remaining. Ball resting with the Nose of the football right on the five-yard line. 47-7, Lions by 40. Antoine out wide to the right-hand side. Coming out wide to the left is James Gilley. Moving in motion, Lathrop. Hand off to Henderson. Henderson to the five, to the three, and he dives into the end zone. Touchdown. Henderson with the score. That's his first touchdown of the day, his ninth of the year. And with 6.01 remaining to go in this ball game, it is now 47-13. Lions easily on top, and Kibler will come in to kick the extra point. They just stayed right on the back of Henderson, and that's probably the end of his day as Kibler puts it up and through. 6.01 to go in the ballgame. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 47, Manchester 14. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, The Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue, Iron Sharpens Iron. Call now at 383-9773. 
Mount St. Joseph University, and Minuteman Staffing in Cincinnati. Call 579-0010. While the Lions lead at 47-14, 601 remaining to go, we said coming into this one that Manchester would probably stay right on the back of Henderson throughout this entire game like they did against Rose. Well, against Rose... He carried the ball 36 times for 290 yards. The difference is the Lions have done a better job of bottling him up, but still bottling him up, 30 carries, 171 yards, an average of 5.7 yards per carry, and one touchdown here this afternoon. Kibler will kick it off with the wind to his back. And the Lions have got... Speakman back set to return and check that. That is not Speakman. That is going to be Brandon Green and Green is going to take it. Add is 11 to the 15 to the 20. Cuts to the far side to the 25. Flag thrown way back in the backfield and made the tackle. Manchester did and the ball will be down at about the 34 yard line but let's see what that flag is. It was thrown basically at the point of the tackle by an official that was about 30 yards away and it'll be a hold against the Lions. I think we're done. Well, no. Chayton Tomlin's back in the ball game. I thought maybe we might be done with Tomlin for the day and Kyle Prophet would get some playing time but they're going to keep Tomlin in the contest. Chayton, 19 of 28 passing for 394 yards and five touchdowns today. He gets another touchdown pass. That'll be three consecutive games that Chayton has gone with six touchdown passes. Tomlin in the backfield, drops back. He throws it out into the right flat, and it is complete on the play to Chase Panky, and Panky struggles forward for the catch, and he takes it out to the 26-yard line. Gain of two on the play, brings up second down, eight yards to go. Second down, eight for the Lions. Boy, this has been one of those games where the Lions started out slow, and you started to wonder, are they ever going to kick it into gear? And they finally did. It was nothing-nothing at the end of the first quarter, scoreless. And then they went in at halftime, up 26-0. Handoff up the middle goes to Michael Williamson. Williamson cuts it across the 40, and he's going to take it out across the 40 to the 45-yard line. Elijah Bug on the check that, that. Elijah Bug. Bug with his first appearance in the backfield today, and Bug took it out to the 40-yard line. Gain of 17 on the carry for Bug, his first carry of the day. And then when you look at the time of possession in favor of Manchester by 13 minutes Tomlin hand off the bug bug around the left hand side he's going to cut it to midfield into Manchester territory and be brought down after a 9 yard gain at the 46 yard line of Manchester Lions came down here last night spent the night should say came up here last night spent the night They'll go back tonight. Talking to Hopperton, said this is kind of right on the cusp of whether you want to come the day of the game or not. So they decided, let's just go down yesterday, and they did. Trips out to the near side. Tomlin, handoff to Bug, and Bug's going to be hit behind the line of scrimmage and drop back at the 49-yard line. 
It's going to be a loss of three and bring up third down, five yards to go, and it's Chayton time. Like I said, one more touchdown pass by Chayton, and he'll have six for three consecutive games. Four for the Lions. Bug's going to leave the contest, and into the ballgame now is Griffin Appleman. They really like Appleman. He has got a lot of potential for this ball club. He's a sophomore out of Brooksville, Kentucky. He's in at running back right now. Third down, four yards to go, 335 remaining in the ballgame. Tomlin on the far hash mark, trips out to the near side. Manchester showing blitz. Tomlin's going to throw out to the right sideline, and it is incomplete. Boy, right into the hands and through the hands of Devin Bradley. Bradley let it get right into his shoulder pads, and the chest protector knocked it away. And he's really upset with himself. I would be surprised if the Lions get the football back that we see Tomlin in the ballgame except for maybe the victory formation. 3.25 remaining, 47-14, Lions leading it. Sachomsky in to punt the football away. Heavy rush, but he got it off. Good thing he was left-footed because that's the only reason he got it off, and it goes out of bounds at the 29-yard line. That's a 32-yard punt. It will be Spartan ball, first down and 10. Oh, check that. I'm sorry. Wrong math. (laughs) That 20-yard punt. So it's first and 10 for Manchester at their own 30-yard line. And again, they've got Downard in the ballgame. Downard, a six foot, 185-pound senior out of Cardinal Ritter High School in Indianapolis. I think I'm going home via Indianapolis tonight. Rather than go the way that they had me, GPS had me. Downard lost the fumble. Fumble on the play. Lions are going to jump on it, and they've got the football. Boy, Downard just bobbled the snap, tried to get it to the running back, and... He coughed it up, and the Lions have come up with the football, and it is to the Lions. And making the recovery for the Lions is Hayden McMullen. McMullen with the fumble recovery, and the Lions will have the football first and ten. And let's see if it will be Tomlin or Kyle Prophet. Prophet, let's see which one it will be, as the Lions are still huddled around. Caleb Carell, and, and it will be Profit. So Kyle Profit will come into the ballgame, the 6-2 sophomore from Milford, Goshen High School. One of those three players from Goshen. Profit on the year. Hasn't been bad. 71% passing, and he's going to hand the football off up the middle. And taking it for a yard gain is Griffin Appleman. Appleman with a yard gain brings up second down, nine yards to go. Paul Miner into the ballgame now. Appleman will leave. Now check that. That is not Miner. It's going to be Mariano McKenzie, the freshman out of Owensboro, Kentucky, Apollo High School. 248. So Tomlin's streak will end. He'll only have five touchdown passes today as opposed to six like he had the last two weeks. McKenzie right behind Profit out of the pistol. Profit handoff to McKenzie off left tackle. He's going to take it inside the 25 and be knocked down at the 21-yard line. That's a gain of five on the play, and it brings up third down five yards to go. 
now into the ball game for the Lions is Jake Kilgore from Batavia, West Claremont High School. He's a freshman. Five on the play brings up third down and five. And Prophet, who is a transfer in from Findlay, same as our pregame guest, Peyton Lugers. You would think the Prophet would be the heir apparent to Chayton's job next season. He throws a nice ball also. Third down, five yards to go for the Lions from the 21 of Manchester. Handoff goes on the play. and It goes right up the middle to Kilgore. And Kilgore loses a yard. And it brings up fourth down, six yards to go. And let's see. The yard sideline marker has got it first down, but it's actually fourth down. Now they switch it. I don't need a lot to confuse me, but that would. Fourth down, seven yards to go, and Lions will keep the offensive unit in. And they bring in at fullback now for the first time today, Cole Earls. Earls, the fullback from Salina, and the handoff goes to Appleman, and Appleman, right behind Earls, takes it inside the 20 to the 16-yard line. He's close to a first down, and I think he may have gotten He did. Appleman on a nice run behind a great block by Cole Earls, and the Lions have got it first and 10 at the 16-yard line of Manchester, and we're under a minute to go in the ballgame. Lions will take their mark to 5-0, 3-0 in Hartley Conference play coming home next week against Bluffton. Profit, Lions are going to go into the victory formation. Looks at the play clock right in front of him. Profit. Got everybody up on the line of scrimmage. And now he'll just take a knee, and that'll do it. Lions, as we said, will go to 5-0, and 2-0, and or make it 3-0 and in conference play. And, boy, a couple of big, big players here this afternoon for the Lions, including Cornell Beecham and Jayton Tomlin here this afternoon. And who gets the Heartland Conference Offensive Player of the Week? It's got to be one of those two guys, and you would think Beecham would probably be the one that will get it. The Lions win it here this afternoon by a final score of 47-14. to I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back to give you the stats and the stories of this afternoon's ballgame when we come back after this. Thank you.